Bad snap. Bobble. Oh. Scooped oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome to the Green and White Report. Woo! We are here on a Sunday, and um, we're all together to mourn the loss of a team that didn't give you 20 minutes of hell, gave you 40 minutes of hell. A team that is the sneakiest four seed <sighs> of all time. Yep. And that team is the... The Razorbacks. And, and our, our beloved... Arkansas Razorbacks, their tournament run has come to an end. Thank you, pigs. Trent, I had a lot of I, fun. We're back. If we anyone didn't know, we were not here last week. We tried to do a remote show from Greenville, but the Wi-Fi at the local Hilton Hotel establishment decided not to work. poop all over itself. Right but, when we decided to try to actually do our thing, but we're back here now. And we had two fantastic young gentlemen fill in for us: Matt Merrifield, yes. Jada Coster, Scout Pride. They are here with us in the studio today. I feel so. I, good morning to you, fellas. I feel so fulfilled. You can talk. You can at least talk. I don't know if your mic's on. I don't really know. Hank, by the way, your little, uh, the little my bad you gave me at the first like thirty seconds. That was not warranted. That was not your fault. Well, yeah, we, we expect excellence here, and I, there's no room <laughs> for error. And I, I had to own up to that. So that's all that was. Wow, you don't be so hard on yourself. We're back. Just a kid from Akron. We're we're. <laughs> We're we're <laughs> brushing off the cobwebs this morning, but yeah. I, I had to open the show with a little bit of a memorial to yeah. Arkansas because yes. if if you don't know out there, you know we haven't been on the air a ton lately because Trent and I have been gallivanting across the greater United States no on the, the eastern seaboard. Not a big deal. The 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 Razorbacks were Trent's pet team this March, and and he was riding with them, rode them all the way to the Elite Eight. He had them winning it all in one of his brackets, but. Do you have any um any further reaction on this very somber Sunday? You know, I just I I there's something to be said about uh, I, and this is gonna sound so head ass, but I just I I love these teams that just play hard and disciplined and tough and they just grind out wins. They beat Gonzaga. Forty minutes there were, of hell. There were two Arkansas games that happened this weekend. I was telling Matt like we can't just brush the Gonzaga one away. No. Chin up, baby, because you took out one of the you know favorites in the field, a top three pick in Chet Holmgren. You basically neutralized him. So just incredible what the Razorbacks were able to do. I had a lot of fun rooting for them, pulling for them. That was my team. And, uh, yeah, sucks when, to see him go out because I think all of America wanted to see them take down Duke last night, but not, not so. When we were in Greenville for the NCAA tournament, obviously that's where we were last week, but you had a photo taken in Greenville of you next to a Razorback in Greenville. He has it on his phone. It's his background photo. First of all, Henry, I don't, do you like that photo? I, I this is I, great radio. I love it. I, I don't even it, know it is great radio. I don't even know what that statue was. I, we, I, I was I. just walking home and I see this statue of it's a warthog. A pig. I'm yeah, like, it's right oh, downtown. How perfect is this? Literally ten minutes after Arkansas beat New Mexico State, and I was just like, I need a picture with this thing. So I asked a stranger to take a picture, and uh, I, yep. I trust people a little too much. Neither here nor there. Good morning, everybody. No, it's our. We're back. We were in Indianapolis two weeks ago. Thank you to Zach Slowick. In the Annapolis. <laughs> in the Annapolis. In the Annapolis. Annapolis, Maryland, perhaps. 
Uh, thank you to Zach Slowick for filling in for us a couple weeks ago. Matt Merrifield and Jay were here last week as well. So, But we're all back. The whole crew's here. All the fellows are here. And we have a lot to, lot to do on this Sunday morning. We're going to talk some baseball for the first time in the history of this program with you and I at, at, the, at the helm, Trent. Obviously, lots of basketball. There's NFL stuff to catch up on because I think the NFL is – turning into some kind of giant soap opera, and it seems like every 30 minutes there's some other large impact movie that we didn't see coming, so we're going to get into that. We're also going to... Oh, there is a... <laughs> that was menacing. That's an, I, I, that scared me a little bit. We're also going to get into why the Lions are... Okay, you know what? I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna tease anything. No, do it. No, we're not picking Malik Willis at number two overall, and I will, I will, I will die on that hill. I we're saving that for eleven forty-five. I'm going to go a different direction. So eleven forty-five, folks. Yeah, eleven forty-five. Trent and I might fight. So gloves are off. Oh, we have some research here, Matt. Uh, what's uh, what what have you figured out here about the Greenville oh. hog? Uh, so I did a, some quick research on the interwebs, and the hog's name is Il. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's Italian. Borsellino. Pel- thank probably, you. Probably. Actually, the double L's, is that, that that's not a Y in Italian, probably, right? It isn't Spanish, Il? but in Italian. Henry, Henry you went to Italy. You're, you're actually right, Trent. Double L in Italy, in Italian, is La. It's so still, it's, yeah. it's, it's La Porcellino. Por- 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 you know? Is that how you think you pronounce it? Porcellino mean right. like pork? Like I don't know. Probably. It's something to do with Florence, Italy, and it being donated to the city. I'm not sure. What does wow. it mean? I, it's, it's such a majestic statue. So it, Florence, I, I, Italy, and Greenville, South Carolina are forever connected. And it's a it's a warthog, right? It's some kind of <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a razorback. Pig. Oh, it's a razorback. It's a razorback. Uh, Ill or by the I way, I, I might or may not have uh, applied it, for a job in Arkansas over the weekend. Really? How <laughs> about that? Just because of Arkansas basketball? Forty minutes of hell. Okay. Yeah. It, Excuse yes. my oh, yeah. Italian, oh, no. but Il no. Porcellino, or however you say it, means the little pig in, oh, the, in Italian. How cute. It was a mighty pig, though. Yeah. It was a mighty pig. No, it's a big pig. It's he a, had it's some weight on him. So I feel like we need to, before we get into Michigan State here, I feel like we need to catch up a little bit on, on our brackets here. Henry, you, and the, or Henry, Trent, and myself. So Definitely had St. Pete's in the Elite Eight. Thank you very oh, much. so did I. So did I. That's that Catholic. <laughs> the Catholic in me picked St. Pete's to go all the way to the Elite Eight. Just kidding. But in all actuality, my bracket is pretty busted, but your champs in. my championship game. What the hell's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically my reaction over the last two weeks. But my championship game is Duke versus Kansas with Kansas winning it all. So I still have a lot of points on the board. Mine was Arkansas versus Kansas. So you got I, you got some points on the board. You know what, though? I am. I don't know who I'm pulling for now. Maybe Villanova. I don't know. I don't want. You're a Villanova I, guy. I, I well, I'm a Big East guy. As I give Patrick Ewing another year, neither here nor there. Um, I, I. Oh, I agree. I actually am rooting for Miami. Blow Canes. <laughs> yes, I can. Henry, is your bracket busted? Decimated. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> do you have any of? Do you have any of these teams right now? I well, here. So my my final four. You gotta my, have uh, Kansas. I'm guessing. No, I didn't have Kansas. I had UCLA Ooh. coming out of that side. No way. Is that the right region? Other side. So I, I keep turning your mic off. My bad. Anyways, I had a, <laughs> I, I had a Auburn and Texas Tech in the finals. Ooh. So yeah, that was that was oh, tough. Oh no. Well, you know what? It happens. It's March. I, I don't. I'm just Guns checking. Up, in. I think all of my Final Four teams are out because I had UCLA was my last one remaining. And they you didn't off. have uh, Villanova. You had Arizona. I'm guessing. Arizona. Yep. You know what though, Hank? You are a winner. 
Oh, you, know, actually, you are you know, a winner, and I love you, and that's all that you should care about. Actually, I can, it, I, can tie the, I can put a bow on this for you. I have 400 points right now in the bracket, and my max is 400 points. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. He's Henry tapped out, done. ladies and gentlemen. My, I have like 420 right now, I think. and Strong yeah, number. Yeah, interesting choice. But my max is like pretty darn high because of all these teams I have left, but I don't know. I'm My gonna... max plummeted after the Razorbacks lost. I, I, I don't want to brag here. You know, I, I yeah, am plus pretty... no one Talking about your bracket, too, it's like talking about your fantasy football team. Like, no one actually cares. We're, you know, we're, I had, we're I like had... losing listeners as we just ramble about our brackets right now. But I it, had a really – this was – I had an interesting question proposed to me the other night. Do you like March Madness bracket challenge or fantasy football better? Because I like fantasy football right? better. Yeah, March Madness. What do you mean you like fantasy football better? You like fantasy football better than March Madness? No, no, like uh, filling out a bracket like and, following... and the bracket challenge. Oh, well, because the thing about a bracket is you kind of root for it to be wrong, too. Like, you want it to be a crazy That's tournament. true. Like, so... for example, last night I was rooting for Arkansas to beat Duke, even though I had Duke in the Final Four. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And um, it, that was the most blowout nine-point game I think I've seen in my life. Yeah, they didn't sad. have a shot. It was sad. And then they, I don't know, made a couple layups when Duke turned the ball over at the end. But nevertheless... Let's talk about Michigan State, the the purpose of why we are here. And the Spartans are obviously not playing because you and I are not in San Francisco right now, Trent. We were in Greenville last week, a city that we loved. It was beautiful. Very underrated. Green and Whiteville, I called it. Joe Dandrum was was there, friend of the program. Friend of the program. It was great to see him. Saw Eric Bach as well. Great to see uh, some people we haven't seen in a long time. Beautiful city. Good weather as well. St. Patrick's Day was a blast. Was it? But, man... Michigan State, they had that one against Duke, and they let her go. They let her go. Five and points, you know what? five I, minutes. I do have to say that, like, I'm, I'm not going to complain about officiating, but it's definitely a factor in this run with Duke. Like, if the game is close, these referees are going to give Duke the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean it's rigged. It just, that's yeah, just how you, it is. Everyone like, saw the video of the referee smiling at a Coach K yes. on the sideline, I yes, think, dude. Like, Friday. If you want to beat Duke, you got to beat Duke. You can't just – you can't leave it in the balance because things, things will not – you know, go your way. It that one's end. that one stung because it did. It they wasn't did a game them. I expected them to win, but as the game developed on, all of a sudden I said they're doing the things they need to do to advance to the second weekend. They're they're holding people in. They're hold, they held Mark Williams in check until the last five minutes. Their guards really hadn't gotten into it, and still they started hitting threes from the parking lot in the final moments. I said, wow, all of a sudden. We're set up here. They 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 overcame the hump. They they got over it. And I said, "Wow!" For a minute there, I said, "Trent, Izzo's going to put a bullet in Coach K, and we're going to San Francisco." That crossed oh, my mind. Yes, it's like last you, week. It's it's like when you, we're a week removed now. I've had a week to process this. It's like when you go trick or treating when you're a kid, and you like want to really fill up your bag with candy, and you get like three fourths of the way there, and you think, "Oh, like I might actually get there. I might get to the top." And then your mom gives you the text like, "Hey, time to come home." And it's like, "Ah, okay. Well, that was not." Fun because what a I fantastic but, analogy. Well, that you was. just that, that was you, great analogy. That was what awesome. that game was because you get up five and you didn't expect to win the game, but then you're up five with you know inside four minutes or whatever, and it's like okay, it, it's there. Like Sloan said, like I might be hopping on a plane to San Francisco in like three I, days, I we ready were, to roll. Let's go. We were going to, and then all of a sudden, no, it just you know thirteen to two run for Duke to close the game. So this question is now circulating itself on Twitter. You can follow the show at GW Report WDBM if you are so inclined. But this is the central question of our Michigan State segment this morning. Did this team, all things considered, now all things considered means all the the horrific losses that happened during the season, the way certain players 
ended up being notably like Max Christie, who I thought was going to be a lot better than he was this year. Everything considered, not your expectations at the beginning of the season, how everything shook out. Do we think this team hit its ceiling this year? I think they did. Yes. You and I, I had, you and I had this conversation and in Greenville. So here's the thing, Sloan, and I'm going to let you drive on this because you have the you have the take, you have the angle. Here's my thing with this: is like when we zoom out, I understand that the team did the expectations changed when this team became a top ten team, and you know, in the early season. But like, actually, let's think about this: they were unranked coming into the year. They were supposed to finish what seventh in the Big Ten. They finished. Eighth or wherever, wherever they were supposed to yep. finish is about where they finished in the Big Ten. So, like, absolutely being up by five on Duke with four minutes left when Duke's playing an A plus game that that absolutely surpassed your ceiling, in my opinion. And I think the reason that, in my mind, we really kind of Michigan State really kind of tapped out with what they did against Duke one week ago, not even one week ago here, as we sit here at eleven thirteen on a Sunday morning in East Lansing. The last five minutes of that game were a, a microcosm of the entire season. Yes, yep. You saw you saw some good, Gabe Brown hitting shots, Hogarth getting into the basket, but you saw some bad. You saw a turnover from from Joey Hauser. You saw a couple of possessions down the stretch. Max Christie yeah, turnover. Yeah, a Christie turnover. You saw bad shot selection, yep, poor shot selection, and down the stretch as well. You saw a couple of instances where no one really wanted the basketball. Offensive they, rebounds for yep, Duke. Yep. It. Especially Mark Williams, yeah. you, and, and I mean uh, some some tough breaks too. Just yeah. Duke nailing threes, guys who don't really hit him at, at, at extremely high rates. Everything in that last five minutes was was Michigan State's season in a nutshell. And if if you think about the draw, Davidson was a pretty tough draw in terms of a ten, in my opinion. You know, not tooting Michigan State's horn here, but that was a nice win. I mean, you and I saw them in person. They have some guys. I mean, they had some. So- they had more size than I thought. Everyone could shoot it, and they were very well coached. That is about as hard a ten as you can draw. And then you get two seed Duke as a seven seed after that, who is playing for a national championship for their coach in his final season. And I mean, you and I talked about it. They the last five minutes freaking flipped a switch in that game and said, "We're not losing for our coach in this game." And and I think that was a factor as well. But everything considered, I know that back in December, particularly after this team beat Oakland, everyone was like, wow, it could be a Final Four team. Max Christie was shooting the ball well. Bingham was putting up a double-double every night. Brown was averaging more like 14 points per game. Everyone thought the ceiling was higher than it was in non-con. And then the teeth of the schedule really started to show itself. Even Big Ten teams that we thought Michigan State was going to be able to beat, hello Northwestern and Penn State, right. ended up being losses. And all of a sudden, the expectations got tempered. With all that in mind, I think they hit the top this year. Yes. Considering Gabe Brown wasn't necessarily a number one go-to, the freshmen were freshmen for most of the season, there was never a guy on this team, there were lapses, and, and, and considering the draw as well, this, the second weekend was going to be tough. I was hoping they'd make it this year. A Sweet 16 would have been a smashing success in my mind. But the way it all ended is kind of what I expected, and I think it matches my expectations. What could you – I mean, that's the thing, Sloan. Like, I, I guess it sucks. Again, it sucks because it was we were tantalized by, you know, it's right there for the taking. You and have the them. sexiness of, of the early season and the yes. non-con really fooled a lot of people. They looked so 
good, you know. But but there there those holes, those discrepancies were always there. Like that's that's the thing. You just were able to overlook them because you'd still end up beating Penn State by twenty. But you turn the ball over a ton in that game, and you you know you don't hit your shots late, and you let teams like get back into games. You know, like there were plenty of games this year where I think that Michigan State should have won by at least fifteen. That first Minnesota game comes to mind, where it's like the score was closer than the game actually was. But because the Spartans just get lackadaisical at the end of games and stuff, like that was what we saw against Duke. That was, and one last thing that I want to add, Sloan, one last wrinkle to this, why it was impressive to me, especially the tournament run, was you played two road games. Like, oh, completely. That's I mean, a, it was, that's a that's a great and, point. And that and that coach, especially that Davidson game. The Davidson gosh. game was unreal. And then obviously, Spartan Nation travels well no matter what, so you got to give credit where credits due. But. Those guys, it was a hostile environment. And I will say, too, the atmosphere at Michigan State Duke was the best sports atmosphere I've ever been in, and I wouldn't be surprised if it if it never gets topped because it was That's so really it was call. that good. Do you agree? No, I completely like, agree. I, I've, never been in, I've never been to playoff baseball or anything like that, so I can't necessarily say that, like, I've got a ton. Plus, I go to, like, Lions games in the regular season. So hey, I don't have a ton to compete with, man, but – that was a great atmosphere because even though the Michigan State fans were few and far between, they were loud and it was great. I mean, it was great. It was Izzo versus Izzo got damn near as many cheers as Coach yes. K did in the intros. I mean, people just love Tom Izzo. Great matchup, great atmosphere. So Twitter isn't necessarily agreeing as much about Michigan State's ceiling as you and I. Once of again, not. at GW Report WDVM on Twitter, there's a poll question up there now. Currently, 67% of the vote says Michigan State did not reach its ceiling this year, with 33% saying they did reach their ceiling this year. Henry, do you agree or disagree with with, with what Trent well, and I are saying? Well, just based off that poll, I would guess what the what the polling is saying is that, well, they, they could have beat Duke. But but the way you look at it, it's like Michigan Michigan State played their best game of the season against Duke. That, that was probably yeah, A-plus oh, game. That, that's yep. a great point. That, they, they played 38 minutes of the most complete basketball. Against that, the that best was, team they have faced this season, and it's uh, not even close. I, said, I mean, save save two minutes at the end. That was the most complete basketball game they played all year. Yep. So, I mean, For I, a team that doesn't really have a closer, you know, I mean, I guess and, it's Tyson Walker, but he's banged up. So, so I guess what that, that shows you is Duke's a better team. I mean, no doubt about it, Duke was the better team. They, they could both, go win it all. Both teams played great that game, and Duke was the better team. So, so did Michigan State reach their ceiling? I mean, with that draw, yeah, pretty much. I mean, when you draw Duke in the second round, that's their ceiling. Then, yep. You know, are yep. you? I think a, a big part of this argument as as well is, I think for the people that are voting no and that disagree with us, their main point is probably looking back at December, really seeing the height of this team. But I think the thing that nulls that a little bit was that it was the non conference and the Big Ten really did eat them alive at certain points this season. Do you kind of agree, Henry, in terms of? You needed the expectations needed to be kind of fluid as the season went along. Absolutely, I mean, looking back at that early that early season success, there was flashes of greatness that you were like, "Wow, this team could actually be something." Right. But they didn't play. They never played a complete basketball game. I I, just, I, I really believe that the yeah. fir- the first complete they would start games minutes. horrible. Like they would just yeah. you know like the, even that Wisconsin win on the road, which was maybe your best win of the season or one of. Like yeah. you got down eleven zero or something like that before you even right. kicked it into right. gear. I think like, like, like the 38 minutes is this was the most complete 38 minutes they played all season, and to me that shows what your ceiling is. They went up against one of the top teams in the country, and you know they went head to head with them, but they showed that they were just not at that level. What are you thinking, Matt and Jay, in terms of answering this question? We're we're three for three so far. I I would like to see some contention for all right. So f- 
for what their seeding was in the tournament, they did reach their ceiling. Like you're gonna you play as a seven. Nash, yeah. what will likely be the national champion. You gave them thirty eight minutes of hell, and you lost. Not forty. Not forty. Not quite to Arkansas standard. Right. No, but, but thirty eight minutes of hell. I mean, they gave them. I don't. You gave, they gave them a better game than Arkansas did. Right. But for what we saw in December, if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot against you know the Northwestern loss, the Penn State loss, they would have been a. I think if they played like they did in December, in December and November, it would have been like a four or five seed. And at that point, their ceiling would have been a, a Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Like, they didn't play like it all year, but there were spurts, I think, in the Big Ten tournament and then in their two games in Greenville. And then obviously early in the year against teams like UConn and Baylor. It, it was there, an Elite Eight team. Yeah. A Sweet 16 was there. So that's why I said no, even in the Twitter poll. Um the Twitter I, poll is, is roasting us now. Now we're up to 80% of people say they did not reach their ceiling. You guys stink. Say yes. so we're, you know what? You people don't reach your ceiling. Be better today. You people have not reached your ceiling. I'm just Trent kidding. Trent is, real, is, is going quick, out for everyone. Before Jay goes, I want I do want to throw in another thing that we haven't talked about yet. Is like Some of these wins the Spartans got in the non-conference weren't as impressive as they might have seemed at the time. They, A.K.A. Louisville. Yeah, A.K.A. Loyola. Butler. Like these teams. UConn. Weren't tournament teams, you know, but Toledo. at the time when when you just look at the schedule, like Sloan, I remember us thinking that Butler was a, a good big team, win. and when you win the, in the fashion the Spartans Louisville. did, like I, I just absolutely, I thought that's when I was like, okay, this team could do something this year, like actually, but also those... Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. I, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I think what we saw in December, you know, in the battle for Lance, you saw some of those flashes that this team could be. Pretty good, like a Sweet 16, Elite 18, but, you know, like you said, Luke, going to the, you know, going to the Big Ten play, you know, you destroyed Michigan at home. That's great. And, you know, big, you know, Michigan wasn't a great team. And then, you know, you had to play these other other opponents on the road and you, like Iowa. And then, like, I agree. It's just the Big Ten ate them alive. And I just don't think even the Northwesterns and yeah, Penn exactly. State, which was not expected. Yes, I, I do have a question for Trent because I know you grew, grew up a Michigan State fan. Where did the loss on Sunday rank among previous tournament losses like just the feeling wise it's a great question because the the whole vibe was just different because i was on press row and like right. it just i couldn't i couldn't quite get that like you know anger because i had to keep it together but i mean i it was it's up there because just be it stings right. it's right. not like a loss like middle tennessee was the worst loss of my life with any team i've oh, ever rooted yeah. for because that team right. i mean d- dude they had the national player of the year in denzel they had one of my favorite spartans ever right. in matt costello so that right. was the worst so i that one like hurt because of expectations right. this one hurt because it stung because you just had it and then yeah. like you know you know what i mean yeah. uh, does that make sense I, I would say and i tweeted this last week after the game it, like the all right, the only loss I've ever like I didn't care when state lost was they lost to Kansas in 2017. Yeah, because that's a nine seed. You knew, seed. You, yeah, you knew they were going to be good eventually, and they turned out to be pretty good. But I think I compared it to UConn in 2014 because in the game you had them right. They had UConn. Yep. They had Duke mm-hmm. by the balls. You were going to win that game. Yeah, and then you didn't, and it it just that that hope like we talked about right when you said you know we're going to San Francisco. I, I seriously not. thought that like it was like I, a, I did like, I, I thought I, I'm gonna have to host GW again next week because they're gonna be yeah. really close. like <laughs> hell and, yeah uh, what about the know. Syracuse loss with that, you know that, Jared well, that, Jackson and Miles Bridges that's and a great point Jake, know, high expectations that to me is in the same it's the same breed as the middle Tennessee loss you know what I mean like th- okay so this Duke loss 
reminds me of the Duke loss from 2015. When you made it to the Final Four, you played with House Money, you were America's sweetheart that year. Like that, obviously this team didn't do quite that, but and it Duke was won it all kind that of year. the same thing they where could, They could like, do it again. Yeah, jeez, Grayson Allen. Trent, is the, is the playoff beard staying? <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Probably not. I look like a disheveled human being henry i need we, we need, I'm, I'm sorry i'm pulling you away from your food i really apologize no that's that's incriminating me <laughs> should, the should the playoff beard stay for trent the playoff I, fuzz absolutely <laughs> the, 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 I, I i was gonna say something way worse than i didn't um what's uh, what's the verdict i'm a fan I'm also a fan. fan. Well, I'm a fan of yours, and I like I love you. Like I said earlier, <laughs> so I I just you you're a winner, and yeah. All right. So if if you're interested in, in getting your votes in at GW Report WDBM on Twitter, I guess if if you want to continue to prove Trent and I wrong that this team did not match its ceiling, you can do that using the poll question. You can also text the show. What did you want them to do, people? Apparently more than than what you and I wanted them to do, yeah. which is a shock in my opinion. But five one seven. 884-8989 is also the telephone number. You can text us using that number. Stick around, though, because on the other side, we're going to stay with college basketball with a full-court press with <gasps> Henry Menegos. It's big time. It's Bill Raffer- Ra- Raftery. Raftery? I always, it's Raftery. Send it in! Coach Raftery. The bottom. Yeah. That, yeah, Coach. We, we met him, by the I, way. I called him Coach when I met him. How you doing, I said, Coach? hey, Coach, you're the reason I love college basketball. Thanks, said, oh, Thank you. Thanks, then, man. It was amazing. It was, it was a surreal moment in my life. More of that on the other side, Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., Impact 89 FM gives away prizes like tickets to upcoming concerts, music festivals, movies, and more. Just listen to the top five at five, write down the names of our top five songs of the day, and call our request line when the last song ends. If you can list each song, you win. That's it. Only on Impact 89 FM. Thank you for dining with us tonight. Your waiter will be here to take your order shortly. Thank you. So, Mark, what did you say you did for a living? Well, I'm kind of between things right now. I got let go from my last job, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you been out of work? Just two and a half years. I've been living with my parents, so it's no big deal. The only problem is I don't have a car, so they have to take me everywhere. That's nice. So, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I play a lot of video games, and I watch Netflix. But I haven't been too active because I've been feeling a little ill. Well, did you at least get your flu shot this season? Duh. Flu vaccines are the best way to reduce the chances that I'll get the flu or spread it to others. Wow, he's so dreamy. Tell me more. Flu season is here. From October to May, you need to protect yourself. Sign up at your doctor's office or local pharmacy to get your flu shot today. I'd like to update everybody that this morning I have not purchased a donut of the show. With, well, you know what? I, I'd like to say I'm growing because I instead made a healthier choice this morning and I had a yogurt of the show. I had an apple. I had My, an apple and it was delicious and juicy and nutritious. And the yogurt of the day, a, the brand of the yogurt is a company that rhymes with Go Che, <laughs> and and it is it was peach. 
the, the peach. Yogurt was I was peach. gonna guess peach. Good. Good. Did it, yeah. have the, did it have the chunks in it? Oh, it had the chunks. Oh, the chunks. It, it was it was extremely good. What, what are you having over there I, for breakfast this morning, Mister Menegas? Are, are, are no, you donut you're today for me? Incriminating me over here. Are I'm you not, an I'm not oatmeal eating guy? The, oh, I eat the, the donut show. in the studio, so I, right. I, I I'm breaking the rules too. Let the record show. I'm not eating. No, I had some McDonald's oatmeal. Ooh. Are you an oatmeal guy? It's like I horse am an oatmeal guy. guy. What, what, what is the, what is the what is the appeal? I used to have it as a kid, and then as soon as I got it's old enough, warm, like, could actually make my own breakfast. I was like, I'm in done. It. I'm never eating oatmeal you again. You can put raisins in it. You can put yeah. honey in it. It's good for you. Yeah. It's you very, guys are it's making very me filling. feel like a degenerate. And on a day well, like today, when it's supposed to be spring and it's 30 degrees outside, it warms your soul, Trent. You know what? Shout out to Ryan Cole. He just had a great tweet, and you reminded me of it. He said, is there anything on earth worse than a late start to spring? I completely agree yeah, with this that. This stinks. Uh, let's give a buzzer to the weather here in Mid Michigan. Give it a buzzer, Hank. Because this, this is horrific. But you know what makes us all feel you know warm what's inside? not horrific? College basketball full court press <gasps> yeah. with Henry Menegos. All right, boys. Here we go. Full Send it in. <laughs> Send it in, Henry. Full court press question: Is it a complete disappointment if Duke does not win a national championship this season? One, two, three. Yes. yes! I don't know, like, okay, so this is more of a talking point than a question, because I think everyone would agree yes. Like, it, it, granted, the whole... At this point, it has to be. By the way, LaFonso Ellis picking the U over Kansas is blasphemous. But, blow Canes, on, I'll, be rooting for, I'll be rooting for the Canes. But, um, anyways, this is more of a talking point than a question, because everyone's got to agree, right? Like, it's Coach K's last year, you're a top, you know, six, seven, eight team in the field, whatever, and now as... As we get to the final, like they're in the final four now. So I definitely think the expectations have changed for them even a little bit where it's like, okay, Van Carroll's had a really good tournament. This team has had a really good tournament as a whole. Coach K seems to be doing fine. Probably could keep coaching if he wanted to. He's been He's obviously a little ball of energy over there on the sideline running into officials and stuff. You but know, Coach Kai. They, but yeah, it is. It is. It, it would be a disappointment if they don't win. Yes. With how they've played, they've played themselves right into the conversation yeah. after a a slide to finish the year losing to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament title and then North Carolina in the final the finale of Coach K yes. Cameron Indoor. Funny that they might face North Carolina again if the Peacocks don't win today, but we'll see about that. We love the Peacocks on this show. It was National Peacock Day, and they won over, I'm losing my mind, Purdue, who was a fraud. Oh More on that in just a goodness. moment. But I completely agree. I, I think that at this point, with how they've re also reset their expectations, it'll be... Wow, man, that 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 Duke team made the Final Four, but they couldn't win it all for Kay in his last year. That that'll be the storyline, and they're going to be expected to. I mean, at this point, I don't even care who they'll, makes the. They'll I don't probably be the favorite, even though Kansas. Yeah, will be I the know only Kansas. One. Kansas is a higher seed, but yeah, you're you're exactly right, Sloan. Like Duke, given the way they've played in this tournament, will be the betting fit. They probably already are, and they should be. Honestly, they deserve it. More on that in Gambling Corner. Full court press question: Will Trent ever pick Gonzaga to move past the Sweet Sixteen? He, he didn't want to this so year. This so is, I, I didn't. So well, actually, yeah, I, I did. I did. I had him losing the uh, the Razorbacks. But um, the thing is, is this again? Uh, I just Brendan is gonna have to come on here at some point next week. The great when Gonzaga we're still, debate. Because he and I do not see eye to eye on the Gonzaga thing at all. I mean, I, I just I don't. I'm never gonna trust them. I said last year, all year too, like in the regular season, if they don't win it this year being last year, they're never going to. That team last year was the best team Mark Few's ever had. And then this year, and they, they have got, a, the potential number one overall pick on their team, and they don't do it again. They got boat raced by Baylor last year. I, I would argue that this year, 
was more of a, win, a year to win it than last year, even. Maybe and I, and because the field t- is weaker. I'll That's say true. this, too. They, they couldn't beat an Arkansas team, and no offense to you, Trent. Arkansas cannot score. Oh, we saw that score. last night. We saw that last and night. And Gonzaga could not outscore I mean, a team Z- that can't Zaga score. Gonzaga played a pretty good non-conference this year. They're, like, a faster team than usual. You know, like, they're really gunning the ball. Like I thought this, if anything, was their year, and... You just can't pick. I didn't do it. Well, so, I agree. I mean, so you, the, had, you added Bolton. Nemhart came back. Uh, Timmy came back. Yeah, you Timmy, Timmy coming back was huge. I thought he was gone last year for sure, you know. So, Hank, I guess the, the point remains. I mean, whether it was last year or this year was their year to win it. It's like they, they can't get it done, no, and they're not ever going to get it done. They'll be don't a one next Gonzaga. year, I'm sure. They will ruin you. And why? I mean, everybody hammers this point, right? But like, why is it? It's because they don't. They can't. It's because it's such a thing. I mean, we're gonna well, get we're yeah. gonna get to Purdue in a second here, but like, Ooh, you're you're right, Hank. Like, it. Everyone, there's a reason that everyone's constantly talking about this point right here, is because we have 15 years of proof with it. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. But I'm saying, like, it, it's almost not even their fault. They they get into a tournament where you have to face adversity for six games in a row. Yeah, and they don't do that all year. They right. never face adversity. They sleepwalk for two months. So, and, and just... to your point, the non-con is good, but then they take it a nice little month and a half hiatus before the tournament and against it's not Pepperdine. Their, it's not even their fault, really. I mean, is it? It's not their no, fault. No, and that's that the thing. Like, I, 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 some people are clamoring for them to go to the the Pac-12 for basketball. Well, they which probably need to. I, they might be okay in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 stinks. I just saw something too that was like I think it's an it's an overreaction, but it's an interesting take that Gonzaga should just not get one seeds anymore. Like even they can they can literally go undefeated like they did last year or whatever that was, and like just give them a two, just give them a two because the point is there's probably a, a power five like a Purdue. I know it's ironic, but Ooh. like a Purdue given the season yeah. Purdue had that I think would maybe be even more deserving of a one, even though they got a three. It, so it's like it, Gonzaga doesn't do enough for me, and I think we yeah. have enough proof now over the last decade and a half that they shouldn't be a one. You can give them a high seed. Just stop giving them one seeds because you could, you could treat them like a Bearcat in the college football playoff. You yes, know? you could. So yeah. their edge, well, they've they've tried to do multiple things to move themselves up in the national prominence scale, and all of them have failed. Number one was beefing the non-con up, to Henry's point. Mm-hmm. Number two is, I don't know how, they probably started giving people the bag because I don't know who was rushing to go to Spokane, Washington, but they all of a sudden started getting top five picks to go play for Gonzaga. Shady. That has also not worked. Sus. Is the next step joining the Power Five? I mean, it's got to be. I, I think that's the and only other then, solution. I would Sloan, still like, be very hesitant to pick them. That's the thing. So, like, can you join can, the Power Five without a football program? Sure. Yeah. I, God, I, probably. Can you think I, of, I, some I can't of the Big East schools exam- don't have football programs. I can't okay. necessarily think of an example of a team. Well, granted, Big no, East Notre Power Dame, five. kind of, because they're not right. They, they, football, that, they that, that, yep, Matt, you hit the nail on the head right there. That that that's the blueprint. To answer the question, though, so we can move on, will I ever pick them to move past the Sweet 16? Every- One, sure, two, three, I mean, I no. did it today, but oh. like, or I did it this year, <laughs> but I'm not going to pick them to win anything. I'm not going to no. pick them to go to the Final Four, like, ever again. So, no. there we go. Oh, wait, that's that's my cue. Okay, Rush, question, <laughs> where are we at? Is it an underrated storyline that UCLA didn't make another Final Four? I really think it is. Yes, I know I agree. that that region has been wild with Kentucky going down. And the reason I agree is because I picked them to make it. Oh, no. <laughs> but this team brought everyone back and then added Jalen Clark and Miles Johnson to it, and you're still really well coached. The, a, a Sweet 16... I'm just watching them walk off the court on Friday night, I said, wow. Like, I know that you weren't really in on UCLA this year, Trent, but... Oh, I was so out. They brought back 
the best team from top to bottom in basketball, in my opinion, in terms of returning all the talent off of Final Four team. Sure, I could agree with that. I just they were they they should have been seated higher. They underachieved in the regular season. And and I think that not enough people are talking about the fact that especially with all the chaos that's happened over there with eight seed North Carolina in the Elite Eight and St. Peter's and et cetera, et cetera, that they should have kind of brushed all that off and made it because that's a team that's now completely disbanded. They're lose everyone's graduating. They're they're not gonna get back to the mountaintop for a minute. That's I, I think no one's talking about that because they I had higher expectations for them, and so did Henry, and that's why we are PO'd. We're PO'd. That's a good point because mm. I seriously, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, they're kind of sliding. Like, they're just sliding by, you know, UCLA didn't make it, whatever. UCLA yeah, expectations were high. Out. But I was out on them all year. I mean, like, you and I had you were. the conversation several times. I just didn't. Because I think, I I think, think they, they overachieved last year, and that's why I take a little bit of issue with the idea that they brought back the best team from top. To, I, I agree with you because they brought everyone back from a Final Four team, but it's like, I think, dude, th- what were they, two coming into the year? I was yeah. like, there ain't yeah. no way, dude. They're, they're going to play in the Pac-12, Yeah, it, which, by the way, we see with Arizona Stinks. and stuff. That ain't as good as it's cracked up to be. Neither's the Big Ten. Conference oh, of Champions. Well, yeah, but... Different conversation, different song for another day. But my thing is just, yeah, no, UCLA, you're exactly right, Sloan. They shouldn't just be able to slide by because they did underachieve this year. Before the next question, how about the Big Ten not getting any teams in the Elite Eight? How about it? That's Shocker. a yearly tradition. Yearly tradition. Shaka. Speaking of the Big Ten, full court press question. What is Michigan's path forward after its run to the second week in this season? Oh, ah. you're going to hate me, Trent. Ah. I was what? talking about this the other night with a couple of uh, friends. Not at a local establishment, but <laughs> I I really like Michigan next season. Oh my god! I think okay, Frankie why? Collins is going to be really good with with or without Dickens. Both. I, I think if he oh, stays, okay. they're going to be in good shape. I think if he leaves, they're going to be in really good shape. I like Frankie Collins a lot. I think he's going to be the best player on that team next year. My fr- a buddy of mine said he, he kind of reminds me of Tiger Campbell. I think that's a very good call. Speaking of UCLA, different hair. Caleb Houston will come back. Same situation as Max Christie. He could be a potential All Big Ten player next season. He shoots the ball really well. Musa Diabate will pro- probably play a more natural five next year, and I think that could fit him better. That young core right there, especially if they go out and get what's his name in the portal from Texas Tech, Terrence Shan- Shannon. Don't care. I, Trent, I, the Big Ten's a mess next year. Don't care. I like them. You know what? I, I Before I just completely blow my load all over Michigan, I want to definitely give them some credit because we can talk all day about how they got a very favorable draw and how they got the worst six seed ever in Colorado Trent is State. giving Michigan and credit. They got in the play-in. Breaking. They're, they didn't get a play-in game even though Indiana beat them. And uh, like, there's just so there's so many layers of that we've talked about it. So I'll let I'll let it be. But don't get give them credit. They played two really good games in the tournament. They deserve to like have this hype, like you say, Sloan. The path forward, uh, hit somebody. Uh, I, I I don't I, I maybe hit someone in a handshake line. That'll do good for you. Um, get so Jawan suspended you, for five games. You don't start make the season anything. Five and of, you don't make anything You're, of the youth on their team. Nope. No, I I do. In all seriousness, yes, but I just don't let's let's be honest about this. Next year will be the first year where all of the guys on the roster are Jawan's guys. We're bye gonna bye, see Eli all Brooks. this great recruiting and all this great, you know, transfer portal. We're gonna see it all come together. It ain't John Beeline's guys anymore. You know what I mean? So I just 
That's something to watch because I have always been in the camp of I don't think Jawan Howard is as nearly as great of a coach as he gets credit for. We literally saw it with Phil Martelli. And again, that's another rabbit hole that I don't really want to go down. But Jawan Howard, overrated as a coach. Michigan, I agree with you, Sloan. They're going to have some youth. They're going to compete in this conference next year. But I just don't I, I don't see them being a, a juggernaut next year. Like I think next year they're a 7-8 seed in the tournament. Henry, you had a thought. Well, I, I don't know if I have a thought. I just I, I kind of agree with you, Sloan. We saw this team depend less on Dickinson as the season progressed, and they got better as the season progressed. I think these young guys are going to be kind of in that role or in their, more in their element next year, with, like you said, with or without Dickinson. They're gonna, they're relying on him less already, and I think they're gonna take steps next year. Yeah, they're gonna be a good team, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Henry, I think that's Henry. I think that's a brilliant point. That's they're, a, that's they're a, be a brilliant tough team damn. Next year. Of course you do. You two over here just like in cahoots, colluding. <laughs> brilliant point, Henry. Trent's an idiot. <laughs> Trent's Trent's over here just I, I, look. I some of it's a joke, but I honestly do think Michigan's gonna get a lot of love going into next season just like they did this year and they're Certainly not so. they're not going to play up to their expectations. Well, Merrifield, mm. that's what I'll you're, say. You're nodding your head. I want to why why are they not going to meet Juwan, expectations? Juwan Howard can't coach. Well, I, well, I, I, will, ah! I will die on that hill. Okay, he can okay. send it in. <laughs> Got him into a sweet 16. <laughs> he can recruit with the be- like you said they played the worst 6 seed maybe By the ever. way, can, I, can, I, can I have a second on the sweet 16 thing? That is the dumbest shit ever. Like they just get <laughs> the, the, a sweet 16, the, the sweet 16 streak is so nauseatingly ridiculous. Who cares? I would rather exit in the round of 32 if it means I'm going to get a final four at some point. And I know Michigan has, but this whole thing, like we extended the sweet 16 Save it, man. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Do you hang banners for going to the Sweet 16? Because I don't. Matt, go ahead. Sorry. I just I hate that. So Jay made the comment about they went to the Elite Eight last year. Duke and Kentucky didn't even make the tournament last year. Like, I know it does count. Baylor won the title. Yeah. Everything. I take last year with a grain of salt. Two years ago, Michigan wasn't great. I would they Oh no, they weren't they, they were, were a five hundred team in conference they, and, and were a nine that right. snuck in, really. Oh, well, they had the tournament been played, and then this yeah. year, I we saw it, it again. again yeah. But I, 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 I just out on them. Like they uh, do have the talent. Diabate is very good. I really like him. Caleb Houston reminds me so much of Max Christie, where it's either here or here. Yes, it's freshman. Here's the thing, Matt. I completely agree. They're gonna have the talent. They're gonna have the expectations, and Jawan Howard will hold them back. That's kind of my that's my take on Michigan. I don't know. I okay. could be completely well, I think wrong. That's a fair. That's, that's a fair take because you can't deny that these players are right. gonna develop. Yes, right? you can't. But deny they're gonna that be part. an undisciplined team, just like they kind of were this year. I I don't know. I I agree with you guys. That's a like fair they're enough. going. So, so the so the thing that's gonna hinder them is Jawan Howard. Bad that's culture. fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I I can get behind that. Yeah. Right. I, I also uh, one last. Yes, I don't yeah. think they have the depth. Final word I mean, I know their recruiting class this no, year I is agree. solid. Yeah, I agree. They'll. they'll 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 hit the portal again. I'm sure they'll have to, but yeah, the I don't. They'll be fine because, like you said, the Big Ten won't be very good next year. But no. I still, yeah. I still have higher expectations for Michigan State going into next year than I do for Michigan. Ooh. I agree. I, I'd say they're with everything State's returning. I no, know I, I agree with Brown that. Like gone, for every, I, I would give them a slight edge, but I'd say that it's pretty close in my mind. Next question. Uh, good, good call, Henry. We're gonna argue <laughs> to, to this to our death, yeah. to our graves. Don't care. That's Trent. Don't don't care. <laughs> don't care. Full court press question. Duke and Kansas are catching all the headlines, but is Villanova a sneaky pick to win it all? Easily. Easily. With the Sloan, way... I want you to drive on this because you are a Jay Wright guy. With the way that Colin Gillespie's playing, yep. they they were able to beat Michigan, who's a team that has more of a dominant big 
So that that could be a blueprint against a David McCormick or a, a Mark Williams later in the tournament. They they can win in a variety of ways, and and they've they it, there's been a there's been little resistance for them so far in the tournament. They've just kind of done their thing. They played it's really well. A veteran team. I mean, Samuels and Gillespie were on the team that won the title over Michigan. So it's a it's a veteran team. It's a well coached team. Jay Wright's got two rings under his belt. We yes. know he can do it. They they slid out of their region very easily. I I think that not enough people are giving them press to win this all. I don't have the odds, but I think that there's probably some juice right there. If you were to pull them up, I'll I'll, add, I'll, I'll pull them up when you, when you make your counterpoint here. But all I'm saying is that yeah, Coach K is catching highlight headlines. Obviously, St. Peter's is distracting a lot of people, and Kansas is a one. But don't be surprised. If we talk to everybody here in a couple weeks and Villanova is your champion. That's a great take, Sloan, and I don't disagree with a single thing you said because I, I just love the way that – I love the Big East. Like, the Big East is a quasi-Power 5 for basketball, and I just love the way that basketball works out there. And Jay Wright is the cream of the crop when it comes to coaching. And in this month that we call March that we love so dearly, I trust Jay Wright with my life. And th- you're exactly right, Sloan. They have experience. They're seasoned. They have played very well in this tournament. Uh, like I, I have no – there's nothing going against Villanova at this point. I, I don't understand why they were dogs last night to Houston at all, let alone three-and-a-half-point yeah. dogs. It made no sense to me. I know Houston's playing great, too, at the time. But, like, it's Villanova. It's Gillespie, as you said, Sloan, who was really the only reason that they didn't make a run wins. last year because he, he got just hurt. Wins. Yeah, Jay Wright just wins. So and be advised, they're plus three fifty. That's a little bit of juice right there. It's the third best odds, and understandably so because it's going to be either North Carolina or St. Peter's coming Ooh, out of one of the regions. One eight hundred gambler if you have a problem. But that's some juice right there. That is I, juice. I, I want to take a moment to rescind some comments I made on this show a few weeks ago. I Ooh. I said talking about that region of of the bracket that. Like the it was the Ohio State Villanova matchup, but I said this is not this is a game where I don't really want to pick a winner. I want to pick someone not to lose, and I take that back now because, like you said, Nova has a lot of great veteran leadership and the coaching. I mean, they're just a there's a they're a good uh, March team, and yeah. So I, so I I just want to take a moment there. Jay Wright, strong take. Jay and Wright take is still back. underrated. No, but that's that's good. You cleared your name. I I had to do that. All right, last one. Here we go. Full court press question. Just like Gonzaga, can Purdue never be trusted again? I don't know how Trent, we made it so I, far into the show without talking about Purdue yet. I, Your take last year was, if Gonzaga does not do it this year, you are never riding with them to the Final Four again. Nope. My take this year, as heard on the Impact Zone podcast, anywhere you find your podcasts, was if Purdue doesn't do it all this year, I will never trust them again. A, a duo at center that is just a guy who can pass the ball out of the high post and someone who can't be stopped by anybody in America. Has to duck in an elevator. A point guard who's going top three. A great surrounding cast. And and, and just a team of destiny. A glue guy in Gillis. A fifth-year oh, shooter yeah. in Sasha Stefanovic. Everybody, like it just... And they had that destiny angle going for them preseason, yep. just like Gonzaga did last year. And I said, you know what? I think this Purdue team is really, really good. I like the pieces they had. They shot the basketball extremely well. I didn't like that they didn't play defense, but still, all things considered here, I had Purdue going to the Final Four. They failed me. They failed me. And you know what, Purdue? I am not picking to go back to the Final Four again. The I last just, one they had was 1980. It was literally... That's 50... 40 years ago. 51-50. 40 years ago. 
Sloan, it was literally, I, I think when you have to take context with this because it was shaping up to be perfect for Purdue. Peters. This is your chance, bruh. You're playing a, a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. Are no you offense kidding to the Peacocks. me? No, no, no not, not at all. Because you know Jersey what, City. But dude, it, late in that game, it was a clinic. I mean, uh, I just don't get it. Like, uh, uh, Purdue. And, and Sloan, I agree with all the points you made. I have been off Purdue. I have not trusted Purdue all year. Me and Brendan getting an argument about that, too, because I don't like, I don't trust Matt Painter at all. And yeah, I, I so I want to take a different angle with this, and I think that Purdue should move on from Matt Painter. I really do. I think I don't, it's, I don't I think, think it's, it's a bad take. I think it's stale. I think he's too good of a coach to have this keep happening at this program, and I think he would be great in like the Big East. He'd be great in the Big Twelve. Get him out, and it's not even like all his fault. It's just there's so there's so much bad juju. And Sloan, you nailed it. This is the best team that they've had in twenty years. And you lose they don't to a get Jaden Ivies to come yeah. there. You lose to a fifteen mm-hmm. the year after you lose to a fourteen. It's like it now is the time, guys. Have have the set to do it and just move on from Matt Painter. Do it. Rip the band-aid off. It's it, and it should be mutual, honestly. I know Matt Painter's probably started a life there and everything. He lives there, you know, for twenty years. But it's just like it, it it's it's stale. It's so stale and it's sad because he deserves to go to a final four. It ain't gonna happen at Purdue, and that's abundantly clear I, I think if it was gonna happen it would have been 2019 when Carson Edwards yeah. was unconscious for four games in a row and lost to Tennessee they lost to Virginia yes that if them losing that game I if I was a Purdue fan I'd probably never watch basketball again because oh. there was no reason for them to lose that and game. they lost to North Texas last year hmm. I was not on Purdue this year I think I wasn't either. I give you um, credit. I was. Zach Eady, I don't think can play I mean he's 7-4 so of course he can play basketball but not a good center like, I would argue that he is can't not a move good, his feet, travels way too much. Officials out there, if you, uh, no cost Travion Williams, here, but I love Travion Williams. He's, I think going he's, to, a, he's going to Xavier next year. Love it. I mean, I... To play I, for I just, Sean Miller. Sauce. <laughs> sauce. Anyways. Yeah, anyway, I, just, I was out on Purdue before. I don't think I would trusted him before this year, so I don't have any reason to trust him after this year. No, exactly. And my last point is, Matt, to your point, like, I don't trust him either. I never did. It's one of those things where when you're filling out your bracket and you get to that point, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, do I think Purdue's going to win yeah. and go to the Final Four? Right. Yeah, I yeah. do. Am I going to pick that? No. no. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Why would I? Yeah. Like, I've, I have no reason to. You're giving me no reason to trust that that's going to happen. So why would I waste my pencil lead on writing Purdue Boilermakers on the next line? All right, switching gears. Up next, we're going to football. we got Lions and then lots to do in the NFL. Up next, Green and White Report. 89FM, the music that matters. It is the end of the universe. One man stands alone in the barren wasteland. It's raining lava, and circling above are metal horses with three heads that breathe lightning. Skulls are everywhere. He raises his guitar to the sky. Every mountain explodes. And he refuses to listen to anything but... The Hours of Power. Thursday nights at 10. Only on... 88.9 The Impact. Slow down, you're driving too fast. Uh, all right, honey. My seat's cold. Turn off the AC. Hey, watch out for that red light. Oh, that's not really red. That's just the warning red. It's fine. We're almost there anyway. Look out for that bicycle. Ah! Ah! Laser cut, please. 
puny humans. Why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster. Whoa, put me down! And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... And where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. Now I'm gonna be late for Pinochle. A message from 89FM. Impact 89FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green Wire Report. Some MSU basketball news, seniors Marcus Bingham Jr. and Gabe Brown will not return for their extra year of eligibility and declare for the NBA draft. In baseball, Michigan State dropped two games against Illinois, 11-3 and 9-2, to drop to 10-9 on the season. They will finish the series against the Illini at 2 o'clock today. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Eight in front of the hour here on WDBM East Lansing. We've talked a lot of college basketball in the first 50 minutes of this show. (gasps) Obviously, there's still a lot to do, and there's more basketball to come in the gambling corner to finish the show. We have St. Peter's, North Carolina playing today as long as again kansas and miami your canes blow canes that that's your team right there got some off the mic stories about the canes oh. fun stuff this week and nah, they that, will never mind no you know what that you know that's all right you know never mind what happens in greenville south carolina stays in greenville south carolina i will i will just put it that way thank you Thank you for saving. We won't. Me there. We're not going to incriminate. No one. You're not going to incriminate yourself. We, everything is all right, but something is not all right. There are a number of Lions fans Ooh. who think that Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty, is a viable option with the number two overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. And to those people, I say, you are damn crazy. I am. No Malik Willis. I, I know I'm crazy for one. For two, did, did you, you want to go first? So, so what you're telling me is Willis. that you're very excited about a guy who didn't play Power 5 competition, yes. and then, oh my gosh, he's making throws off his back foot with someone in front of him putting yes. his hands up in an indoor facility at his pro day. Woo! Look Sloan. at that. Wow. I love it. What a pro day. Here, here, here's my thing. I want to I wanna back out because I totally understand what you're saying. And my thing is, like, I was on that same eye-to-eye level with you probably a week ago. And it's not even because of his pro day. It's just I had an aha moment three, four days ago, and I'm sitting there thinking, dude, this draft stinks. Like, I I, I don't think whoever you get at two is really going to be uh... – I like Kyle Hamilton. That's my first pick. I want Kyle Hamilton. Trade That's my down number one too. choice. My number two choice is Malik Willis. I'd rather pick Malik Willis than play roulette with Thibodeau or and Hutchins is not going to be available. You don't need an offensive lineman. And by the way, it just goes to show how little these national talking heads watch the Lions because they said that the Lions should draft one of these offensive linemen to replace Jonah Jackson as if he oh. wasn't just a pro bowler. Yeah. Like what, I, so, Hello. So my thing is just I don't know what else 
there is like I think this is going to be more of a draft where Brad Holmes kind of bears his teeth in like the third fourth fifth round because that's where the you know the Lions have some picks there that I think you're going to build some depth you know we saw him pick Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round last year and that was a home run so my thing is my first option is Kyle Hamilton because I I can't watch Will Harris play another game of football I oof my god that guy stinks I'll and ask I'll, you this after your final point. No, no. So, that, no, that, go ahead. so that's all it is, Sloan. Like, I'm not, I'm not on my high horse, like, pick Malik Willis, pick Malik Willis, pick Malik Willis. I'm not going to be pissed if they don't or if they do. Like, it's just, like, my thing is just Kyle Hamilton is my guy, and after that it's Malik Willis. I don't want anyone else at two. My question is why now because of the following. You have a stockpile of draft picks that you could use to move up aggressively. You just took a sip of a drink that is not tasty. God awful. Wow, that just threw me off my point. Oh. That was a strategy by you, but you're not going to throw me off here. You have a stockpile. <laughs> you have a stockpile of draft picks, not just this year, but next year that you could use to move up in next year's draft to get a premium quarterback such as Bryce Young, the next Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. or perhaps CJ Stroud as well. Why would you pick a quarterback in such a weak quarterback class this high this season when you can simply bounce it to next year with the offseason that this team has had? There are no expectations for this upcoming season, even though I'm not mad at the offseason they've had. I'm actually very happy with them not spending in brash ways like drunken sailors. Thank you, Alavila, for that. But my question for, for really anybody who's in the Malik Willis camp is why now when you can just roll it into next year? You have Jared Goff this year. You can stink again. Trade up if you need to do with that extra capital they've accumulated from the Stafford trade. Why now in a class with a quarterback that I don't believe in as much as some of these guys next year? I've got three reasons for you. One is the one that I just mentioned, which is I don't think this is a very top-heavy draft class. I'm not blown away by anyone else in particular, so I don't. I would not be mad at the pick. Number two, you can sit him for a year. You got Jared Goff this year, and then I assume their lines are going to move off him, You know, unless he has a great year. He was top 20 in every passing category this year, so... You know, he's like a top two-thirds quarterback in the NFL, which is nothing crazy, but that's not the answer. I think we all know that, even though he started to play better down the stretch of the season. Jared Goff ain't your guy for the future. So then, and number three, how angry would you be if Malik Willis ends up being really good and there was all this talk about the Lions picking him and they don't do it? I would be that mad. That's SOL to me, though. Like, let's let's have the balls, make the pick, and, and, and just do it. And don't look, because my, th- again, I, and I, I don't mean to beat the dead horse, but this is the biggest thing for me. Like Sloan, who's the impact player that you want it to? Well, that's, that brings me to a point that I was going to make thinking about your counterpoint is that I completely agree with you. The top of this draft is extremely underwhelming and I am pleading for this team to trade down. But my thought is that if they're going to stay at two, which all signs indicate that they might. There's yeah, also like, some rumors know. they might move up to one, which I, don't I didn't know understand. Who's lining up to like but trade up, you know what I mean? The draft stinks. We both agree on that. Yes. Would you rather pick someone who is less of a risk at number two in a draft that stinks as as opposed to more of a lottery ticket like someone like Willis? I would rather go more conservative, someone who potentially has a higher floor more than a big old ceiling like Willis, and just kind of punt till next year because this offseason hasn't really given me any indication that this is going to be a, an aggressive move toward trying to win football games next year. That's and I understand yeah. I understand that Willis would sit behind Goff and not start next year in terms of next year's win-loss total and, and the likes of that, but 
I would go in this weird draft, higher floor, up high. But I think, and that's not a bad take, Sloan, and I don't strongly disagree with anything you're saying. It's just, I I think, granted, it's just one draft. Brad Holmes has shown that he's, he's you know, as the draft drags on, he gets better. And, like, I just, in this type of draft that we talked about that is not top-heavy and it's not, no one's really knocking your socks off then I would take the lottery ticket because there's really no – like I think later – the later rounds, that's where you're going to get these guys with higher floors. In my opinion, that's what you do because I think you're going to get – And I trust Holmes to make those picks because he too. did in, in Los Angeles Absolutely. very consistently. I think 32 and 34, one of those is going to be a receiver, if not both. Keep an eye out on that. That'd be I awesome. would not mind that but, at all. So my thing is like, dude, just – I don't know. I, I You're at two. You're in a really bad spot because you at, you're at two in a draft that is not – impressive so it's like i don't the whole draft based on need it's like the lions need everything except for a punter so i i don't oh jack fox love that guy my last point on the quarterback is that the last time at least in my recent memory that we saw people potentially taking a quarterback up high who had a need that that did was I think 2016 when Carson Wentz and Goff were the play at one and two. Yeah. And that failed for both those teams. And right. I don't want to see the Lions fall into that trap. And, and we'll talk about this more in just a moment when I've been very pleased with what they've done this offseason. So many impatient Lions fans have wanted them to go out and sign Allen Robinson, spend millions of dollars, even though you have the cap space. I really like that they've been conservative. They haven't given out massive contracts. I don't know about signing Jared Davis, but I really like oh, EJ Sharp. Back. Oh, God. I have the Jared Davis jersey. I was wearing it last night. Oh, my gosh. But Sloan, Sloan. But I, to my, just you, wrapping up my point before we, I want Matt's th- thoughts as well. This is a great point, yeah, too, by I, you. I the other reason against Willis, in my opinion, is it would go against what they've put together this offseason, which is really rolling it into next year, keeping that capital, not really trying to to trade up, which I don't know why some people are floating rumors of them moving up to one. I don't know if they want Hutchinson that bad. Please don't do More that. on that in just a yeah. moment. But this whole offseason has given me great vibes. And, you know, I've been as critical to Sheila Fort Hamp as anybody, but she's made some comments about this that I have agreed with as well. And I know a lot of people in Detroit want this team to act aggressively this offseason. But to quote the Philadelphia 76ers, I love trusting the process here. Aaron Rodgers is back. They're not going to win the division next year, probably the year after that either, not till he's gone, just with how things have gone. Stay patient. Roll into next year with that quarterback pick and, and either Young or Stroud or someone next year. I just, I just don't, and I want to get Matt in on this as well, but I, I might be in rare air. In this take, I probably am. I don't think the Lions are going to have a top five, ten pick next year. I don't think you're going to be. I, I think I the agree, Lions are going to win take six that or capital seven games. And parlay, parlay that up into the top. Three. That's that's fair. That's fair. But I just nothing is a sure thing either. Like we talked. Remember how highly touted Spencer Rattler was coming into this year, and and or so Keaton I just Slovis. I I want. I don't want to do the classic Lions thing of putting the blinders on and and not like listening to the to the you know the pro days and that kind of because that's what that's when you get guys like Tease Tabor who's like oh my gosh that's our guy and he has a terrible pro day and a terrible combine but Bob Quinn's like oh my god I've had my eyes set on this guy all year and I can't believe he fell to it. like that's what I don't want the Lions to do I don't want them to get so locked in on. Oh my God! We have to take Kayvon Thibodeau at two, or like I, there, there's not that guy for me. My guy is Hamilton. My second guy is Willis. So see, I, this is and before we get to Matt too, yeah. this is too sexy for me. In my Okuda was so a sexy that. pick under yep. Patricia and Quinn failed. This right now is getting a lot of run in Detroit circles. 
But in my opinion, once again, I think this is too sexy of a take in my I could opinion. see that. Too I could see that. Everyone, everyone's hopping on this Willis bandwagon. Matt, I've Bring laid out my thoughts. Earth. You've laid out your thoughts, Trent. If it's Willis or Hamilton, I won't be upset. Either one is a good pick. Obviously, Hamilton, I think, is the safer pick and maybe not as sexy of a pick, but you'll have your franchise safety for next 10 years. Next and and, Tracy and, Walker, and Harris too. would be out. Will Harris. Right. <laughs> but okay, for me, with Willis, I really like Malik Willis. Everybody likes to say he's not accurate. He played for a crappy conference in college. He threw picks. Josh Allen did the same thing in college. I'm not saying that he's going to be Josh Ooh! Allen. But if you watch him throw a football, like I watch, watching the Eastern game, just watching his highlights for the year, he has an NFL arm. Like he can put the ball in places that most other quarterbacks can't. I also, I'm not a fan of the quarterbacks in next year's class. I am out on Bryce Young in the NFL. Mm. Ohio State quarterbacks, I, ask Jay, do not work. Sorry, Jay. Justin, one year. Justin Fields, See, is, I'm not who, in I, I don't agree with that argument about Ohio State quarterbacks. I, I, I exactly. Think, I think Fields. I hate that argument so much. I, I think Fields has a chance to break the mold. Last year, we played for an idiot in Matt Nagy. He did, yes. And Bryce Young, there's a lot to like about him. The whole A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron. Well, there's a narrative about Alabama quarterbacks in that regard, too, of the game managers or whatever. I don't like the narratives about that. Anyways, I do. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Not I, to derail the your thought. I also think that the Lions haven't taken a quarterback with the idea that he's going to be the guy since Matt. Yes, Stafford. it worked out last time. It was what thirteen but, years ago. Yes, <laughs> but still, I do it. I think, you cowards, pick Willis. I think Willis. Do it. If if they do take Willis, I will be real. Whoever the whoever Brad Holmes takes, I will have complete faith in it. But I'd like it to be Willis because, number one, that, that gives me the confidence that he will be something. Number two, it really means that three years from now, they're going to be a force in the NFC that, as of right now, doesn't have a future team that's going to take over. Or you have the Packers that are whatever. The Rams are going to be good for a couple more years. And then who who is coming up in the NFC right now? God, people are going down. You have right. Rodgers, who's going to be old. I mean, the, the Cowboys years. are Brady, who's going to be old. The Cowboys are solid, but until Trey Mike Lance, McCarthy leaves, maybe, yeah, the, maybe. Niners, yeah. the Niners, the Niners are, are in roster. a weird spot. But the Lions are coming up, and I think that getting Malik Willis as that guy, I don't. I'm not torn either way. I no, really I'm see. I'm, either, I'm I... craving for them to have that guy at quarterback again, that new Stafford, so to speak. Does... But I don't think Willis is that guy to me, especially when they're going to stink again next year. And I agree with you, Trent. I think they're going to be better than they were this year, but you can parlay that yeah. capital up into the top three again. Malik Willis is not my guy. One of these guys next year is my guy. And I completely get your Rattler and Keaton Slovis argument. I just those were supposed sure to thing. be the guys. Yeah, nothing's a sure thing. Neither is yeah. Willis, though. Well, absolutely. No, 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 no. But... Of course not. But my, my my one last thing, Sloan, is like, I think there's also an element to this that I would I I would be interested to watch the Lions kind of go towards this new brand of football, right? They have the coach to do it. They have the regime to do it that people love playing for and everything. So I would love to see a dynamic quarterback with who can run the ball too in Malik Willis. The Lions have never had a guy like that. Like I, what? Dante Culpepper? I, <laughs> I, I just would like I would like to see them try that because that I, yeah. I understand that a lot of those quarterbacks like Lamar and Kyler get banged up and have bad postseasons or whatever, but like they, they win their divisions. Like right. that's what I want to see the Lions try to do. I also think that the Lions aren't the Jets or the Browns that have been going out and drafting a quarterback every three years and hoping that one works out. This is, like I said, or this is the first time they're looking for a quarterback in 13 years. 
So I just think that I'm not as out. I I I wouldn't be mad either way, but I just think Malik Willis is the guy. I I guess we'll we'll switch gears here. I'm just looking for someone a little bit more bona fide than Willis. And I don't hate and that I'm take. I'm hoping I don't that that it. person will come in next year's draft. Right. And the Lions could parlay their way up with the Rams picks into that spot potentially. But I want to talk about one other thing before we switch gears once again and, and go bigger picture in the NFL. And that is the following. There's a lot of people in Detroit, I'm not one of them, that are really frustrated that the Lions are not going out and making really flashy moves. I mean, there were some people in Deshaun, the trade for Deshaun Watson camp. I heard takes this past week that the Lions should have gotten in on Tyreek Hill when, when the Chiefs all of a sudden oh wanted gosh. to trade him. Do you there know are, how there's a lot I of, would have been if that happened? Oh, I completely agree. They would have had to trade, you know, two or three firsts. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are really just clamoring and upset that the Lions are not doing more. And to you, I say the following. For years and years and years, I don't need to name all the head coaches. We do this every single week. But for years, everyone's been clamoring for it. Let's, let's tear it down. Let's build it up right. Let's take it slow. Let's build through the draft. Let's accumulate picks. Let's bring in a guru like Brad Holmes. Those same people this offseason are turning around and saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so mad they didn't go out and get Allen Robinson. Up, yeah. Why didn't they get a linebacker? Oh my gosh, trade for Baker Mayfield. You know, trade up in the draft. All this nonsense about trying to want to win next year. Aaron Rodgers is back in this division. None of our other teams here, Jays, Bears, Henry's Vikings, or our Lions, stand a chance until probably the third year of his contract. Maybe the second. That could be a reach. But I love this patient approach. They have not handed out big money. Once again, I don't know about bringing Jared Davis back. That doesn't make any sense to me. And but DJ Shark, very in on that signing. Resigning your own guys. You know, I get that it's not flashy. I, I get that it's not a lot of money being spent. But they're but, running but, it back with a roster yes. of dogs. Who, and a who roster played that played really well at the end of at last the end year. Of the year yes. Do we both love their approach? Because I, I do. Yeah, I have no issue with it. And Sloan, one thing that you really nailed that I completely agree with is they're not taking big swings on guys because I don't think that Brad Holmes rightfully so believes that they're worth it. Like, I don't think Brad Holmes believed that Deshaun Watson was worth that given. I agree. And I agree. And, and who knows? Deshaun Watson probably when it came to Detroit. Let's not get ourselves, but like that, they went to Cleveland. Yeah, but they better roster. My, my thing is just like, I love, I agree with you. I think the shark signing was great. I think it was a top five, deal of the offseason in terms of value you get him for a year you make him prove it because i saw that issue take on health. twitter and i agree with it his one his one issue has been health right plus so, people say oh it's a one year but here's the thing he had offers dude. everybody who we signed on a one year last year came back because they like the culture yes who says that's, he won't go out and have a big year and come back and that was my big and we'll pay him point, too. sloan and i is i totally agree with you you nailed it so i i won't elaborate too much but just the culture the lions are building and the fact that some of these players are willingly choosing to come here now. Granted, they're not huge names, but the huge names, it doesn't really seem like that's the brand that Dan Campbell's going for. So to that, I you know, I agree with you. Let's, and I love what the Lions have done this offseason. We'll cap it off with this for all three of us. A way too early, and I mean way too early because the draft hasn't happened yet. Offseason grade is blank. I'll start with you, Matt. I'll say a B plus. I like Truly. That. And, and I, I know he said not to take the draft into account, but I think the draft could turn into an A. But right now, I'm happy with what they've done. Trent, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say A because I don't know what else 
Uh, I, they haven't made a single bad move, in my opinion. I know the Jared Davis thing a lot of people don't like. Can I talk about that for a quick second? Yes. Jared Davis. He's cha changed my mind on this. Jared Davis had a great rookie year under Caldwell. Like, great. I mean, I, I, he obviously isn't great in pass pro. They did need a linebacker. They needed a linebacker. They picked the right guy because it they're, was they're Jared Davis nothing. or Ruben Foster. They definitely picked the right guy there. Ruben Foster. And the, the other thing, too, is, like, I would love to see what Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn can do with a with a hair on fire athletic ass linebacker, he's got a it's, it's a prove it deal too. That's what same with Sharp. exactly. It's a one year. It's not like we brought him back on a four year deal with a player option. It's like everyone calmed. I know Davis was horrible in a really bad defensive scheme. So you know you just let Trey Flowers go. Like all all this, I would love to see what Dan, Dan Campbell and AG can do with. Jared Davis. Worst, that's that's yeah. my point. Worst case scenario with Davis, you cut him in training camp. Yeah, like yeah. it's a, it's a, that's just a great like last because, year with the receivers they brought in. Yes, and they're probably going to draft Paraman. a linebacker or two. And and I think Derek Barnes is going to get a lot more run this year. And they brought back Anzalone. Like it's not like Jared Davis is going to play a ton. I think he's going to be a pass rushing linebacker who Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn might be able to turn into to, an actually productive NFL player. They'll definitely change his role too, because then Patricia so, yeah. and company wanted him to be that. Big New England linebacker that oh went sideline to sideline, and that didn't work. Jamie I mean, he Collins. might put his hand in the dirt too. He might. I, so I completely agree. So, but but ultimately, I say all that to say this: like, I, I I give him an A because I don't think there's anything that they haven't done right, and I don't think there's anything that more that they could really do at this point. I'll give him an A minus. I'll kind of meet both of you in the middle. Really like the conservative approach, and and really excited for the draft. I mean, we're going to talk about this here in future shows. Malik Willis, that will continue to play out. That was a fantastic start to this segment. But I really like this the wide receivers in this draft. A linebacker, they'll go get a linebacker. They'll, they'll go get a safety. I hope they don't get a quarterback. But there's really a lot on the board here and a lot to look forward to. We're going to keep it in the NFL on the other side of the break. I know Matt and Jay talked a lot, a lot about some of these topics last week but Trent I wanted to get your thoughts on this and, and some thoughts that I have as well it's an NFL in or out with Henry Menegos on the other side of the break and then we're talking Tigers and then finishing the show with the gambling corner still a lot to do 13 after the hour green and white report 89 FM the music that matters are you finding it harder to wake up in the morning coffee just not doing the trick lately morning commute putting you in a bad mood before work Stress no more. Impact's here to make your mornings a little brighter with AMs on 89. Join our hosts, Taylor and Luke, as they cover the latest news headlines, current happenings, and trending topics that you want to hear about. AMs on 89, every Monday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., only on 88.9 The Impact. Oh, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. All right, we won the game. Lift on three. One, two, three. Oh, no, hey, guys, why, why are you bring me outside? <laughs> what if it rains? My bolster is not built to hold up in the rain. The I mean, it's cold out here. I don't I don't think I'm supposed to be out in the okay, street. Let's drop here. You got the gas. Wait, what do you, what do you got over there? Go, 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 go. Oh, what is this? Oh, it smells awful. Why are you doing this? Remember all the times we spent together? Just me and you and the occasional special guest, as you called them? All the time we spent playing Mario Kart and watching Netflix together? What? Does that mean nothing to you? Wait, wait, don't come near me with that. That's really hot. Ow! Why are you doing this? The couch I made for sitting in comfort! Spartan teams are bound to win. Don't rally around the wrong thing. You could get kicked out of the Spartan family and blow your chances of landing that dream job. Celebrate safely and focus your heat on that special friend, not your upholstery. Brought to you by the MSU Celebrations Committee.
my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of We're staying in the no fun league here on the Green and White Report. We're having a lot of fun this morning, though, Trent. Tricky, 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 tricky. Henry Menegos is going to rejoin the program here after a great song selection. Right the program, Henry was that Menegos. yours, Henry, or was that associate producer Peyton Emerson's uh, This text? is still mine, but I will, I will, I'm going to give a little shout-out to friend of the program, Nick Sonic. Oh, yes. He, he played this song yesterday. I was like, that's going on the show. Oh, yes. You know what? I hope I hope Nick texts in with a thought on something here because I, I am craving his opinion on I something. I love Nick more about. than the average person loves Nick. I, I love I, Nick. I will die on that hill. I love Nick more than anybody loves Nick. That's probably true. So I, I, I will make that argument. I'll die on that hill. I hope he texts in with, a, with, with something to add today. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how uh, active he's, he's is this morning. I don't know if he's uh, made it out of the. Uh, oh, the, yeah. We'll see. Oh. Oh, also, where's Peyton? She's slacking. She hasn't been here since the <laughs> fall doing her associate producer I know. duties. Yeah, well, what's we'll, going on here? Yeah, come on, Peyton, make the ten-hour drive. Do it. Yeah, we have to get for, her the, a, for a two-hour <laughs> show. A little, little pay cut, you know. I don't know, but all right, actually, Henry. Inside source: She will potentially, actually, mm. will be here next week. So, ooh, ooh. that's big can, time. Can we confirm that? I can, can confirm that. It's actually my birthday well, yeah, next week. So next oh, week, happy birthday to me. Yeah. Happy early birthday, Henry. Hank, Hank, yeah. Hank, that was very inside baseball you did. You just kind of slipped your birthday. Yeah, well, it's good. I, you know, we are going. To, I'm going to bring a cake. If you want, you can send things to me. If you want for my birthday as a present, if no, you want. do it, do it, <laughs> definitely do it, people. No calls to action, but if you want if to like be cool, to, my address. No, <laughs> do it. A local establishment. All right, are we moving into the segment. Oh, here? we are in on this. In segment. or out? I love this. NFL segment. in or out? This okay, trend, th- is this a, is this a trend segment? Did you come up with this no. in or out? So well, I, I it's yeah, basically it just some background. it's basically just replacing buy or sell because when Sloan and yeah. I were in Indianapolis, Indianapolis baby, in Indianapolis, when we were there for the Big Ten tournament, all we did was do in or out all day. Everything was wow. in or out. Like Danny Manning, like, out. I was like, like a Shrewsbury <laughs> in Free Ben coffee. Johnson. In free coffee in the media hospitality room. In, in. me going to the wow. bathroom at halftime. In <laughs> okay, like, all it, that it, stuff. It, it's we snowing. Were just out, out. Yeah, and Michigan State losing to Purdue. Mike Woodson. Out. Yeah. I gotta say, I love, I love the replacement of buy or sell with in or out. Yes. Here we are, in or out. Will we see an AFC West champion champion next season? That is not the Kansas City Chiefs. In. in. I'm yes. completely in on this. And I was in on this before Tyreek Hill got traded. Now, all all I'm going to say is this, and we're going to talk about Tyreek Hill next, but this is what happens when you pay your quarterback half a billion dollars. You can't necessarily keep the band together, and they think they're going to be able to go put Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and Juju, and Jackson Mahomes doing TikToks together and just sail on in to another title in the AFC West when Denver went out and added Russell Wilson, and, and the Chargers loaded up with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And the Raiders. Oh, you're, they get you're Raiders. Don't sleep on the Raiders. They, Chandler they, Jones, They were too. a playoff team this year. And they added the best receiver in the league, and they actually will have a real coach. Like every team in this division has gotten better, Sloan, for all the reasons you just laid out. And the Chiefs have done nothing. I mean, they they're done gonna, anything. They got Juju, and they got they made MVS. no they made no impact signings on defense. They're Zero. gonna have to they're gonna have to piece it together again next year. They gotta play six games. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Wilson, Justin not, Herbert, and the Raiders. Not sure if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is legit. Struggled last year. Yeah. Offensive line's better. Obviously, the Mahomes factor is still there. Travis Kelsey is still there, but I don't know. If Miko Hartman is just going to be able to go step into this Tyreek Hill role, returning kicks and yeah, he won't. I will confidently say he won't. And, and Sloan, we are 
in I, on this. I think that Tyreek Hill significantly makes Mahomes less scared. Like not having not having Tyreek Hill makes Mahomes significantly he was less always scary. open. Always. always open. And he was just a safety blanket. Yeah. And he also is not a good guy, but that's not here or there. All right. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a hot take from my brother, friend of the program, oh. Andrew Merrifield. Andrew, Andrew Merrifield. He thinks, wow. Go Grizzlies. Go, right? go, yes, Golden Grizzlies. Let's go. The, the Chiefs will finish last in the division oh, wow. this year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. He the, said it. I, I, you know what, Andrew? I I'm not going to go that far, but I love the take. I love the confidence, too, because it could absolutely happen. I, that could, division's going to be they a could rocket. Finish, they could finish fourth in that division and still win like 10-11 games. I would take them to finish ahead of actually the Chargers because I don't like the Chargers roster as a whole. Like you, but, They, they have okay. lots of holes. They, yes, they have stars, but... Anyways, I don't hate the take, Drew. I, I do like it. They do have the worst defense in the division. That division is going to be so fun to watch. I can't wait. Football. We need football. football. In or out, the Dolphins will make the playoffs next season with the addition of Tyreek Hill. Nah, out. Nah, out. The out. AFC is way too crowded. I mean, it come is. on now. And that division, too. I mean, the Bills are – I think the Bills are the best team in the league. I, the Bills are going to be my Super Bowl pick next year. I, I'm leaning toward that, And too. I think if the Bills were playing the Rams, the I, I Bills would have beat the Rams. I don't think this trade necessarily makes the Dolphins better than the Patriots, even. That's the thing. Like, the Patriots are Patriots are going to play, always play defense. Mac Jones will take a step in year two. I – I like the Dolphins to be very competitive next year and a lot better. They're just in the wrong conference. I like Mike McDaniel. I don't like him as much as keeping Brian Flores. I I like that they're going to pound the football. Uh, Tua, I don't know if I really like him. It's still a quarterback next season. AFC, way too crowded. I, I gotta say, uh, Jay and Matt, maybe you guys noticed this is we're asking the same questions as last week. We, yeah, we, I love that though. Oh, you needed your guys' I take. was I was just chomping to do these questions last week before our Wi-Fi just completely took the weight, yeah. took the no, day off. This is, we, this is a different question than last week, but yeah, I'm not a Tua guy. Like what he did last I season, I want to be do a Tua anything. guy. I wanted like, the Lions. I, yeah, to pick him I liked him in college. I just don't think he has like the arm strength, you know, to get the ball to Tyreek Hill downfield like Mahomes does. So. I, yeah. I like Tua. I don't know if they'll win I the do. East. Or that, I think they'll make the playoffs. They were they were they really, were really good, good defense after I, what, what was it after crowded. week eight. The AFC's crowded though. They're be- I, I, they were better than the Patriots second half of the season. Yeah, they, they started off one and seven, and then they they, I they won like eight or nine. Are they going to so. be better than Baltimore next year? Are they going to no, be better no. than Cleveland no. next year? Would, are they going to be better than any other teams in the AFC I, West my, next no, year? My the Colts. The Colts. My issue with Jacksonville. My my issue with Miami is I'm curious to see how the team looks with Brian Flores not there. That's I was I was a Brian Flores guy. They loved playing for him. He got screwed by the NFL, multiple teams, and the Dolphins. Shout out Stephen Ross went to the University of Michigan. Stop me next question. Idiot, 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 idiot. All right, stop us now. Next question. In or out, Tom Brady was actually committed to retirement. Out. He was not actually committed uh, to retirement. I hate this question. I don't know. I have no idea. What a corny SOB. I said Hank, I need you to step in here as our resident Tom Brady fan. But Jay, yeah. what were you gonna say? I said in last week I had changed my mind. Out. He he is he, he was, was not, not committed to retirement. Yeah. He, he's I six weeks. The, 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 more six I re- weeks. the more I read last week about, you know, his retirement and stuff, uh, I I changed my opinion. I this made it. me so damn angry. Me too, me too. Dude, I I hated the whole six thing. Six weeks of like, changed your mind that much? Well, no, there was the whole thing of well, he never really wanted to, but he was considering it, and then like the media was just badgering him. Tom and Brady loves him, some freaking. And he was Tom backed Brady. into a corner and had to like make the No, shut up, dude. And he did it right after the selection show, of course, because all these people, all these quarterbacks in the NFL have all this, 
Yeah, like you said, Sloan, he loves himself. Him and Rodgers are badgering for attention. Really. Yeah, had, I don't, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Is that. That really think what's going on here? I am done with Tom Brady. I'm done wow. with this crap. <laughs> wow. I thought him going to the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay was the most boring thing ever. I am Whoa, I am this so out, out on him. I like the side of Sloan. I, I, Listen, I, I, I appreciate. Never seen before. I appreciate yeah, this greatness. Was, this was very well uh, submerged. This I, was not, uh... I appreciate his greatness more than anybody out there. Yeah. But yeah. I am bored. I am bored of this. Let the new wave of NFL quarterbacks ring in next season, because... <laughs> starting with Malik Willis. No. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I am out on it, I guess, ultimately. I don't really... I, well, yuck. I don't. I hate talking about Tom Brady's retirement. Like, I don't care. I just don't care. That's because we are out, out on Tom Brady. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm not going to say he knew he was going to retire. I'm not gonna Henry is putting up some stark opposition. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say he was ever... The question is, was he ever com- actually committed? I say no. Did he ever actually know he was going to uncommit or, like, you know, unretire? I don't think he like knew that either. I just think he should have never retired when he did. He should have took more time. That's to think my about thing. It. Like, yeah. just don't say that. Yeah, don't just say it right away. Just take wait. your time. Yeah, like, that's true. I, uh, God. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, speaking sorry. of quarterbacks that uh, Sloan likes, NRL Green Bay wins a playoff game next season with Aaron Rodgers back in the fold. Out. Oh. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> they haven't. Ma- they haven't won a playoff game since. Or no, they haven't made the. AFC, or they haven't made the title game since... twenty. They made it in 20. No, they made, they made it in 2020. Oh, yeah, they, they lost to Tampa. They haven't... They made a Super Bowl in forever. That point will ring true. You know what's bizarre? And this is absolutely insane to me. You know what Aaron Rodgers' playoff record is? 11-10. and 10. You know what Matthew Stafford's is? 4-3. and three. Takes one year, and Matthew Stafford is one game above 500 in the playoffs, just like Aaron Rodgers is. Isn't that mind-blowing? And Green Bay got a hell of a lot worse, because it's the same Kansas City principle yep. as well. They paid Aaron Rodgers the big bucks. I wish Jacob Phillips was here today to, to argue this point a little bit, but they couldn't afford to bring Devontae Adams back. Marquez Valdez-Scantling walked out the door. Who's get, who's the number one right now? Zedaria Lazard Smith, they lost him. Yeah, how? Zedaria Smith way, went to his Vikings. Oh yeah, great signing. Oh, uh, by the way, how how puking disgusting is it that he makes this whole thing, this whole bromance with with Devontae? Oh, the Adams, last dance. How, how much they they love each other, this this relationship they had. He gets paid so much money, they can't even bring his boy back to him. And Dude, he says, I, "I'm going I think, to Vegas." I, you know what I think, and I love I love this take by me. Uh, my son. <laughs> I think that Aaron Rodgers legitimately just thought that Devontae Adams would like take less money to play with him. Like he's I that, agree. He's, he's that ignorant. He's that entitled and it's ignorant. Terrible. And he probably thought that, like, oh, yeah, Tay will Devontae, come back. Devontae, you will come back and here Devontae with me. Was Let's like, jump off a waterfall together. <laughs> Devontae was like, nah, fam, I'm going to go live in Vegas, Vegas and play slots every night and get rich. <laughs> you want to live in Green Bay? Yeah. You want to live in Vegas? I'm not going to live in Green Bay where all – Okay, I'm not going to. All right. Yeah. Next, I'm, I'm going to make a joke about the BMI up there, but I'm not going to Next question. In or out, Cleveland will be a playoff team next season with the addition of Deshaun Watson. One, Here's two, three, thing. out, because he'll I'm, probably be suspended the first four he's games He's going to be suspended the, the first uh, I, up to ten as what I've seen. Like it, I don't think that'll be the case, but it's going to be a good chunk of time, and in that division, there's no time to waste. The Ravens were the number one seed in the NFC before Lamar Jackson, or the AFC before and Lamar Jackson went down. So And the Mitch Trubisky Steelers. Yes. So there's a lot going on there. Like it's going to be hard to win that division, let alone make the playoffs. Uh, and I'm going to say no. I also think Cleveland really underachieved 
last season a lot because of Baker, of course, and his limitations. But for the for the roster that Cleveland has, I mean, they should they should be more competitive. But I think we're going to come back down to earth on them a little bit this Plus, year. Plus, congratulations, you went out and got Amari Cooper, who only has one foot to be your number one wide receiver. No, I like I that mean, signing though. I, he's the best he's route runner broken. in the league. Yeah, I mean, he that's a good signing for them, and it, it would have helped Baker a lot. But I don't know. Baker, he doesn't. Clearly, he ain't that good. If if they had Watson for all. 17, I was going to say 16 games. 17 games, I'd probably pick them to make the playoffs. Send it in! But, once again, too crowded. Division's too crowded. AFC yeah. is too crowded. There's just too many questions. Like, it's yeah. just too much going on. Love the roster, agree with you. Love the roster. Uh, in or out, Baker Mayfield will be a starting quarterback in the NFL next season. Out! I, really? I don't even where? know where he's going to go. Like, where, I mean, yeah. everyone was like, oh my gosh, Baker wants to go to the Colts. Woo, yay! It's going to be a fit right there with Frank Reich. Yay! He'll, he's a great Frank fit. Frank was like, I don't know where you're getting all this because I don't even want him. I mean, is he going to go? I mean, the Panthers don't want him. Shout no. out Nathan Stearns. The Giants signed Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some people say that the Buccaneers might potentially take a flyer on him to back up Brady. I mean, I just don't know where he goes. Some people last week in Detroit sports media said, oh, I, it, was, it was Mike Florio said, I want the Lions to take a chance on Baker Mayfield because he represents that grit that Dan Campbell brings to the table. And he could really, yeah, <laughs> really bonify that team. Out on that. But Out on Baker just, as a starter. He just doesn't have a landing spot where he's actually going to be the starter, in my opinion. And I, I saw Cleveland might keep him. They're going to try to keep him, but I don't think he'd play. I think he'd hold out. Like he wouldn't. He's a he's a bum. <laughs> he's a damn bum. <laughs> I want to trade. <laughs> no one wants you. There's quote unquote mutual disinterest with the Panthers. It's like I didn't know that was a thing. I like, don't want to <laughs> go to the Panthers where I could potentially beat out Sam Darnold and start. What about Seattle? Ooh, Jay, Ooh. that's a really good wrinkle. Geno I Smith. like Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Is it? Lock oh, it's Drew Locke. Is that's it? DK Metcalf needs a he needs a guy now. Is it DK's... inappropriate of me to say that I might like Locke better than Mayfield? Locke can yes, that's sling that, it around that, the yard. Yeah, that, yes, blasphemous. that is. That I'm is... not. No, Drew Locke is terrible. Like, come yeah, on but now. come on, he's he's terrible. He's not five nine like Baker is, and he can't. He can throw it around a little bit. As bad he's as gonna get Baker, it to calf. As bad as Baker was last year, he's still better than Drew Locke. Well, let's let's be honest about this because we all have a very unique stance on Baker because of our friend Michael Markoch. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield is not like a bad quarterback. It's just that I think it's the way the cookie's crumbling right now. I don't see a landing spot where he's gonna end up starting. Seattle's the best option. Jay, thank you for bringing that up because I didn't even think about that. But there's no other team. Like all the other teams that are thinking about moving off their quarterback. Are like like the Lions. I, the Lions aren't going to do it. That, that why why the hell would they do that? You know, I don't think the 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 Niners have Trey Lance in the chamber. So why would they? Do, like, there's just too many questions. Maybe and, Houston. Right. No, uh, actually, Ooh, I'm happy. Davis Houston Mills. Trace. I am a huge Davis Mills guy. Okay. I really. I think he's better than Baker. We have okay. a, we have a text here at five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine from Mister Cam McLaren who says Giants get a giant, Jets get a Jet. And you know what? The New York team stink. The Jets could have had Tyreek Hill, and they didn't get him. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. He didn't want to go there. He yeah. got, I think he got off more yeah, money, he too. The, he had the choice, too. Why you? Yeah. No, I mean, I Zach know, Wilson. Woo, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Here's my take on this issue. Quarter, or, uh, excuse me. Baker Mayfield's a good enough quarterback where his elite-level commercial should throw him over the edge that he needs to be a starter somewhere. At his commercial with Baker Mayfield. His commercial with Honey, Alice Cooper is hilarious. Cook the turkey. 
Yeah. Well, so the, do you, Alice, do you have a lawnmower I can borrow? I think I'm gonna do some mulching. <laughs> I, I love that commercial. Okay, if we but, lose him as a starter, we lose those commercials. So therefore, he, could, he needs a starting job somewhere. See, he could have done those in Ford Field, which I would have been in on, but out on him as our quarterback. Nevertheless, in or out, Jacksonville's offseason additions will make a meaningful difference in their win total next season. Out. I I am so like okay. The Jacksonville Woo-hoo, Jaguars. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Brandon Sheriff, Evan Ingram. The Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, they're probably going to get like Aiden Hutchinson too, so that's, you know. They're but stupid. The, Pick a damn lineman. Sloan is roaring today. Pick so, a Sloan's damn in, lineman. Sloan's in rare look, form today. Look, I, yeah, yeah. I, Trevor I, I Lawrence is going to get put on his butt next year again if they don't look, pick another lineman. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars to me are like a scoop of vanilla ice cream in a styrofoam bowl at like a, it, like it's the most vanilla thing ever. Listen, vanilla will I have will no juice with this team. Their only chance to win games last year was to throw Marvin Jones the ball and they didn't. And I just, I, like I'm so, I have no interest in Jacksonville. I don't even know how to attack this question. Send them to I, London. They they stink like they they're they're a completely irrelevant franchise and I I just I have I feel no type of way about the Jaguars. They also screwed everyone because Christian Kirk was the big first domino to fall in terms of receiver signing. They overpaid him and then every other receiver got overpaid. So thanks Jaguars. Sloan is in rare form. Wow. Rare foam. Form. I am rare foam. Fired <laughs> up. Rare foam. I've had a lot of coffee. In or out, the balance of the power in the NFL currently rests. Firmly in the AFC. Ah, in. Man, I'm in on this. But it, it, it could, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Because at the beginning of this offseason, we said Rodgers is going to be a Bronco and Brady's retiring. And everyone slept on Stafford again. But Brady's back now. I'm sure they'll win. Rodgers is back yeah. now. I'm sure they'll win. Rams are the defending champs. Rams are good. Are, are, I, I am calling it right now. I think they have a very good chance of going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then you got the Lions. <laughs> Had to. Um, but, no, but in all seriousness, you know, yeah. I still think it rests with the AFC in a pretty dominant fashion, but not as much. But I mean, like, I was looking at the, the a quarterback ranking in the NFC. It's obviously you have your, your headliners and in, in your Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, Kyler, Kyler, and then like Cousins. But then, like, outside of that, it's Golf. like, my God. <laughs> Jared. This guy stinks. Oh brother, yeah. this conference stinks. Yeah, it it yeah. it it's not as lo- large of a gap as it was, but it's no. It, I agree. Like I think of the maybe seven or eight contenders in the league, I think the AFC has like five of them. I I agree. you know what I mean. I, Plus the the, the, the AFC Rams, West course, will eat itself alive. The Rams brought everyone back except Vaughn, and they they also added Allen Robinson. You know, yeah, Jer- Jer- they could still, still Odell, bring back but, OBJ, but Odell even still like he probably. He, He's going to be out until... Titans Titans yeah. are still here. Yeah. I think people are sleeping on them. Well, the, yeah, Colts yeah. are there. Sure. I mean, there's still a lot the of Colts teams there. Colts are here. Oh, Matt is there. a Colts guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, we're switching gears. 30 minutes left in the show. We're going to talk a little Tigers baseball for 10 minutes, then finish the show with the gambling corner. But it may be 29 degrees outside in Michigan State baseball, maybe you know, getting swept in a doubleheader by Illinois, then driving all the way down there to probably lose again. But it's baseball season, and we're fired up here on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. They say all good things must come to an end. Well, they obviously never heard of Impact's online stream. Go to www.impact89fm.org and listen to our never-ending live stream as much as you want. 
The delicious music never has to end. Take that, they. Impact 89FM. Hey, what floor are you going to? <clears throat> oh, uh, three, thanks. <coughs> hey, didn't we, uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to, <laughs> to see you, because I <coughs> thought maybe we could, uh... Would you ever want to, um... <coughs> I was wondering if you, if I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Oh, I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex Ew, in my pocket. That's uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger Ugh. in your eye. Is that weird? No! Don't touch me! What's wrong with you? Oh, sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Free. Studies show that three-quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. More at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact 89 FM. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Impact Sports Update here on the Green and Wire Report. In Detroit sports, the Pistons will host the Knicks today at 3.30, and the Red Wings will be at Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins at 5 o'clock. This has been your Impact Sports Update. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Thank you, Jay, for that Thank update. Thank you, Jay, for that update. I, you I, are I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins. I hate so. the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I, I'm being mirrored over here. You are. Oh, I, it's, it's like I, we're in I sync. wasn't there. Well, we're always in sync, except for... I think the, the most that you and I have ever disagreed on this radio program in our year of doing radio together was Malik Willis. Probably. Because I am out on picking him <laughs> at number two. But this is not the NFL in or out. This is the Detroit Tigers. I have a... Let's go. Let's just say I have a 2014 American League Central Division Champions shirt on. I have my brand new fitted Detroit Tigers hat on. And... I am not going to be part of the program next week because I'm going down to Lakeland, Florida to watch a little bit of spring training. Are you really? Ball. I am. Oh, my dad man. and I are accomplishing a mission because my dad is retiring this year. Oh, and he always has said, "Wow, one of these years before you are off in job land and I am, you know, in retirement, we're going to go down to spring training and watch the Detroit Tigers." And he said, "We're doing it this year. The lockout's over. It's." snowing outside so we're fired up about baseball that's awesome sloan that's gonna be a blast it's, that's gonna be a lot of fun i've never been before so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what kind of experience it is and getting some sun which is going to be very well deserved too but i i am i'm right off the top they're making playoffs next year i will agree and i actually think that they might might be in the pennant race i i, I really do they I, can absolutely beat the White Sox. You catch a few breaks. It's not. I'm not predicting. AJ it, but Hinch it's, is going to manage circles around Tony. That's the this thing. year. I love. I, I'll give me my manager over yours. Like I really like. I love what the Tigers are doing. They started the year nine and twenty four last year, and after that, we're one of the. I mean, best teams in in the uh, the Central. So I definitely think you can kind of roll some of that over. Now I, I think don't you would agree. I don't want to just say this and then not back it up. And and back there there up. are a number of reasons why I think. This is going to be the case. First of all, 
you got to start with the offense, which was horrific during stretches last year. It was. I, I wanted Carlos Correa. Even after Baez, I still wanted them to go out and get Correa, move Baez over to second base, and really just just solidify yourself as someone who's here now and who wants to contend now. But it was a black hole at shortstop last year. Yes. They go out and get Baez, who's going to be productive. I, he played very well yesterday in the game that I watched that was streamed online. I think he was signed for his defensive ability. That's and and the that, thing. too. Like, He's got I, a rocket. People talk about how he like strikes out a lot and stuff, and I'm, I I get it. I know. But you got him at really good value, and you signed him because you sucked at shortstop last yep. year. You're not signing him for his bat. Especially, and no. his bat's good. It, it's it's going to be a bonus, too. Yeah. And then you look around the diamond as well. You, you add Tucker Barnhart behind the plate. It wasn't going to add a ton in the way of offense, but he's going to be a switch hitter, which is going to help the Tigers really keep some platoon advantages that really went in their favor last yep. year in terms of right versus left. And then, obviously, there, there's the big two additions on offense in, in your two prospects that are looking like they're both going to break camp with the team. Now, I don't think Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson are going to be Mickey Mantle and, you know, Freddie Freeman immediately next year, <laughs> but... I think they're both going to be productive. Yep. They they are bona fide prospects for a reason. They're, I don't think Green's going to have a 30-30 season next year per se, but I think he's going to make plays in center field, hit pretty well at the bottom of the lineup, and Torkelson's going to be very well good defensively too and bring that presence. And their, their pitching really came along toward the end of last oh, year yes. and gelled. And, and their offense, I think the season really is going to hinge on, on how well Torkelson and Green play. Because if, if they're good next year, I, I think this team will be a playoff team. If they're really good next year, you could see this team potentially win a playoff series. Back. Like, I'm talking like rookie of the year conversation. Yes. Both of them are going to break camp with the team, and deservedly so. And I they've both had good springs. They've looked very poised. And I give Alavila and company credit because they're not going to pull a Chris Bryant here and keep them down in Toledo to start the year. The offense is much improved. Let's move over to the starting rotation. Obviously, there's the young core three that you're bringing back. So excited to watch Manning this year. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, that, that's my His number one guy. secondary stuff has really come along. That's my number one guy I want to see it from this year because you're right. I mean, he he's added stuff. Yep. And we're just looking for a little more sustained consistency. He can be very good. Then you go out and add Eduardo Rodriguez. E who, he's He's been there and done that. He's won World Series. He's pitched in many playoff games. He is experienced from the left side. And it's going to kind of be a mentor to that staff. And for you to get him on a five-year, $80 million, I think that's a very good value for someone like him. He's going to lead this staff. And I think the, the pitchers, uh, the young guys have really embraced him. I thought that was a great add, too. And then Absolutely. you go and get Michael Pineda. I know that he's not going to break camp because of some work visa issues that are going on right now. But he's everything you want in a fifth starter. He's going to eat innings. He's not. He's going to have an ERA of about 3-5 to 4 He's durable. He's good. He'll make 30 starts, probably not, maybe not 30 this year, just because he won't start the season healthy, but he'll, or start the season with the club, but he'll be very good as well as a steady presence. And then you go to the bullpen, which, I mean, by my gosh, I mean, it's last the year. The strongest part of the team last I, year. I completely agree. Yep. I mean, all of a sudden, toward the end of last year, you said, oh my gosh, the Detroit Tigers kind of have a bullpen now. Yep. You already you had some runs. You're going to win. Your guy, Greg Soto. Oh, the Predator. I love him. You love Greg Soto. I do. You add to that Michael Fulmer, who was very good last year. Yep. Jose Cisnero. Yep. And then you have Kyle Funkhauser, who I know won't start the season with the team. 
because of lat strain, but he is going to be okay. Then you add to that Andrew Chafin, who's a great pickup. They needed another lefty. Great stash. When Pineda makes the club, or when Pineda eventually rejoins the club, you'll move Alexander to the bullpen as another guy who just goes and throws strikes. And then you have some other guys. Joe Jimenez took steps last year. Jason Foley is, is throwing 98 in spring training. Even Miguel Diaz, who they picked up on a minor league deal, has been very good as well. This team has depth. There's a lot of really intriguing battles going on right now in camp. And just the quality of the depth that this team has is something that we haven't seen since they were winning division titles five, six years ago. That's the thing, Sloan, and you nailed it. You laid it out beautifully. This team is so complete on paper, and I am so excited to watch it come to fruition because, like I said earlier, the team started 9-24 and and was horrific in April. After that... went 69 and 61 the rest of the way. Yep, after that, eight games above 500. Can you build on that? Absolutely. Especially given the fact that all these guys are young, or most of them are young or established, or or both. And the other thing that you didn't mention that I am over the moon about, Miguel Cabrera is a little more comfortable with not playing every day at first. And he's really ex- – they've moved he's him down in the lineup, and he's and he says, I want to win. He's I want to ex- win. He, it reminds me of, you know, the last year the Tigers made the playoffs, 2015, and he didn't take his playoff bonus because he said, I just want a ring. I want a yep. ring. He's like, I, I, don't, I, I don't want that bonus unless we get a ring. And it, it just reminds me of that same – that confidence – and that he he's going to do anything to win. And last year he was, I, I don't have his numbers, but he's still a great hitter. I mean, he can still hit for contact. He can still, ducks on the pond, Maggie can still crank one. And I am just so excited. Even though he's not fast, he's a great base runner. Great base runner, smart player. And I just am so excited to watch him kind of take this big poppy role on and like that, that's that to me is a top three storyline with this team. And this team, I agree. and this team is a team that has guys like Torkelson and Green that that are taking all catching all the headlines and, and Javi Baez and Erod and all this stuff. But don't forget about old Miggy. I mean, he is going to have a. I think he's going to have a great year in this new role. And that's the that, that is. Uh, I am just so excited to watch Miggy this year and in this big, new role. A big factor too in that, obviously Miguel accepting that role, but AJ Hinch. Oh, the, the relationship that he has with Cabrera is really good. Yes. I mean, there were a couple of times last year when, you know, Cabrera had a couple of, you know, maybe effort problems or something yep. prickly or he didn't want to pinch hit or something. And, and and Hinch kind of went out and, and, and got it and grabbed it right away and kind of set the tone. And I think Cabrera respected that. He respects him as a winner. He respects the young talent that's coming up on this team. But Another underrated, and I don't want to call it an underrated storyline, but A.J. Hinch is going to manage this club into wins that that you don't see coming. I mean, yep. you saw it last year with a team that was not that talented on paper and very young with a black hole at shortstop and and, and plenty of other holes on the team and, and players that were young and, and had inconsistencies. He'll just manage his bullpen He'll, he'll, his platoon advantages, the shifting that he does, and he'll still be able to do it this year, even though they banned the shift after this year, which I hate. But I like it. He, more on that. Mm-hmm. But Hinch will manage this team into wins that they don't, that they won't, have, that they wouldn't have gotten if he wasn't here. And it's that's a, a big point. factor, too. Great point because we can talk all day. Uh, Sloan, you're, you're the baseball mind between the two of us. I just, I'm such a meat No, you're a baseball to... guy. You well, have a fitted hat. I didn't play baseball, so I don't have that. I like... played. I stunk. But... Well, I, what I'm saying is I don't have the baseball I mind. I just love my Tigers, and I am so, like, we talk all day 
about how complete this roster is and how good the bullpen was last year and how just sexy this rotation is right now and the the, the batting order too like i yesterday whatever it was perfect wouldn't change a thing you also can't forget about aj hinch you just nailed it like he's one he's a top five manager in baseball there's other little wrinkles too yeah like Derek hill Playing really yeah, well yeah, in spring and, and right Victor now. Victor Reyes has found Victor his Victor Reyes playing you, really well in spring I, right that now. That reminds me, Sloan, I really want your opinion Eric on this. Eric Haas playing really well right now. Great glue guy. A great plug-and-play guy. I want your opinion on this because we talked about this on Motown Rundown last week. Uh, go check it out if you want. Um, anywhere you can find your podcast. Anywhere. Uh, the big the big question for us was, like, if Riley Green plays every day, which I think he will. Yep. I think Torque is the guy who might not. Because you, you just you know you, you might give Miggy a day at first. You might give obviously Jamer's going to play every day at third, in my opinion. But you, if if Green is going to play every day, you got Grossman out there and you've got Badu out there. Those are your, that's your outfield, and then your fourth or fifth guy is Hill and Reyes. Like I love I love the way so that's shaping up. Hinch will get creative to get everybody playing time too. Yep. In terms of days off for rest, you can even. Put Whole guys in the seventh. At, yeah, you can you can even put Grossman at designated hitter mm. and, and play one of Hill or Reyes in the outfield. Yeah. Especially Baz Cameron. Oh, I can and he's a, a factor run. too. Yeah. Especially considering that with Torkelson in the fold and, and scope at second base, the four infielders are are gonna play every single day. So you don't really need to carry another backup infielder other than Harold Castro because you're he had those, a great year. Yeah, who had a, who's, who's an, and he can play the outfield. I mean, this team has depth. Ryan Kreidler is going to sit down at AAA. He yeah. he's very good. Willie Castro can play for you. Daz Cameron will probably start at AAA. He can play for you. They all of a sudden have some bullpen depth. Willie Peralta is down at AAA, who's a, a, a depth option at starter. Even Tyler Alexander, if an injury happens, can yeah. can go from the bullpen to the rotation. He started a couple games, didn't he? I yeah, season? oh yeah and, yeah, and effectively too. Yeah, this might be you know I I don't think that this is you know drunken optimism here. I, I look I at the team on paper, yeah. and and with the way they overachieved last year, I just I see them being a factor. Matt, I have well two points. Number one, the hot takes are flowing at the Merrifield household. Oh, I just give got it to text. us. My father, Mike Merrifield, just said that Riley Green will win Rookie of the Year. Yes! I love that. Over Let's Bobby go. Witt. Let's oh, go, Bobby, Mike. Bobby Witt is going to strike out more times than Javier Baez this year. And then the uh, the point I was going to make is. I pulled up uh, one of the Tigers lineups when they played Baltimore in August last year. You're replacing. Oh, we Re- beat the crap out of we, them. We did. <laughs> the, you're replacing Renato Nunez, Willie Castro, Renato. Victor Reyes, and uh, Grayson Griner and Zach Short Grayson with Griner. the ni- names of Javier Baez. You're going to have uh, Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Tucker Barnhart, plus Erod. I this team as good as they were last year with the. They didn't have a good roster last year. Yeah, Matt, no. thank they, you for they bringing won. that up because that's, that's a really they, good they, This is a good team that that's the perfect example is going to be you just better gave. than what they were last year. I think year that's with, a very good take. And I think part of that's with Hinch at the helm. That's yeah. why they were as good as they were last sure, year. Sure, yeah. And now you're actually adding real talent, talent to go out and win the division this year. It's kind of what I'm, the Lions are doing, honestly. I love that green take by your father, too. Yes, that yes. Is, oh, God, let's go. I can I can see it. I don't I don't think it's too outlandish. I really don't. Like He's going to play every day, and... We saw what Akil Badu right. did last year. Like he right. could do something yep. similar. I'm yep. not saying yeah. he's gonna rake like that, but my pitcher this year that I'm excited to watch. And you said Manning, who I really like, Tark Scooble. 
Oh, oh yeah. When he when he's he got was a little on, nasty when too. he was He'll on, go after people. When he was on last year, he was unhittable, and yeah. I'm so excited to watch him again. This big year. left arm, just a, a big wind up leg swing. I could. I, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd for no. For that's, his that's what I'm saying. I don't always like pick up on the mechanics like that unless it's right in your face, like Ian Kroll's. The, the you know the is it him who does that? Who yeah, am I thinking of? the arm. Who Greg does, Kimbrell does Kimbrell, that too. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I, Matt, that's a great take, and it's actually it, it's so refreshing to hear the wave of names that has taken your Zach Shorts and Grayson Griners of the world out. out. I am so excited for the Tigers. I, I, I love Tigers talk. Let's go. We're going to take a very quick break, finish the show with the gambling corner, reset everything for the final nine minutes here on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, right, the please. music that matters. Excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you all for coming out tonight. I have a big announcement to make. The Impact and I are getting married! Now you've got even more reasons to love The Impact. We've got prizes, great shows, and stunning good looks. But that's not all. Check out our website at impact89fm.org for exclusive videos, music and concert reviews, local current events, and more. It's easy to see why people fall in love with The Impact. 89FM. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. <laughs> get it? Because I'm a... Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again, me and you. <laughs> anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Michigan Association of CPAs, and the Ad Council. How about this? We are, wow. Trent, I am shut out of a cannon this morning, and that is all I needed to keep going. How many how many coffees did you have this He's morning? He's a wolf screaming lonely. I've had, uh, <laughs> it depends what a triple shot energy counts for, because. Three, you have to be three. Can they sponsor me? I have one of these every Sunday. These are not cheap either. The, I'm done. The official oh. sponsor of the Green and White Report. Yeah, I, I guess we can't. The official sponsor of the Green and White Report is ready to roll. Oh, yeah. Hashtag ready to roll. We have reached such a great part of the program, and that would be the gambling corner. We love the gambling corner. Winners! All of us are gathered around the campfire that is sports betting here. We've all consulted our various platforms and bookmakers and, and, and et cetera. I don't know if anybody has a bookie anymore because it's legit. But I'm going to kill you, bookmaker. Henry's here. Matt's here. Jay's here. So am I. And Trent as well. We're gonna just go right down the line with some with some winners here. You know, Matt. Let, let's let's start with you. I'll start. This one isn't on the sheet, but I think we can all rally around this one. World Cup qualifiers tonight. United States takes on Panama. The U.S. money line. Nick Panama. Son Nick Sonic will be happy with me if he's awake right now. USA is gonna win tonight and qualify for the World Cup. Yes. Amen to Exercise that. Exercise the yes. demons. What what time is that game? Seven on FS1. Dude, I'm I'm locked in on that. As soon as basketball's over, oh, you yeah. tune into FS1. And the Oscars. 
<laughs> buzzer. No, I'm not gonna give well, that a buzzer. I no, like I don't like the Oscars. Wait, they got they got betting lines in the Oscars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull one of those. In <laughs> oh no! All right, so I, I like that a lot, Matt. That was a group pick for all of us. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what's okay? So give us a all right. First pick, uh, of course, rolling with the Peacocks today. St. Yes. Peter's money line, money line. They're getting like eight against UNC. Eight and a half. That'd be an amazing story. If, if they story cover, if... if they cover, they're winning the game, and I think they yeah. cover, and I think they win. So Both you think Peacocks. you think it's gonna be like a close game, and then they're gonna end up winning? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. That'd be I could see it. Unbelievable if they made the final. For and I will be completely here for it, Mr. J. DeCosta. I got the Miami Hurricanes plus five and a half. Um, I just think that's just too many points for a team that can attack from many different angles and force turnovers on defense. Um, and then Kansas, you know, you never know, Luke, with Kansas, they're, they're ha- they'll have one of these games where they'll just make these dumb decisions and maybe flaw in their face here. Maybe it's mm. this game. I think Kansas pulls it out, but it's going to be a close one. So I like uh, Miami plus five and a half. Trent. Love that. I bet you love that pick. You Blow love the Canes. Canes, for one. But my, my first pick, actually, I'm going to go Isaiah Stewart over 17.5 points, rebounds, assists tonight. Pistons playing the Knicks. I kind of want to take Pistons' money line. Uh, three right and a half, that later. Three and a half, too, is Do it. Yes. kind of appealing. But Stewart, just, I mean, sparks fly whenever he plays, you know, other athletic centers like Mitchell Robinson. So I, I think that'll be a fun matchup. And I got beef stew with probably like a, I'll give him like a 12, 9, and 4 game. So I got over 17 and a half. Kansas versus Miami. Remy Martin, the the person, is plus 700 <laughs> to lead all scorers in that game. He's had a great tournament. Plus 700 is a lot of juice. And I'm going to take Remy Martin to lead all scorers. Plus 700. Kansas, Miami. Kansas is going to go win it all. Henry. Rock talk. I like that one. That was actually what I was going to do. So oh, that's I'm, I'm, I'm reeling great here. I'm reeling. Like. Oh, here's another one you stole from me. You, you mentioned this earlier on the show, Nova plus 350. Oh, to, yeah. To win. Well, I didn't technically like put it down in stone. I just yeah. said it was a good value. I, Nova plus 350 to win it all. I like that one. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like I love it. that pick. I like it. All right, Master. Matt Merrifield is in a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Our betting experts. We're going to. There's no mid-major basketball on today. Which is very sad. But Damn N- it. The M- what about N- the NIT? The NIT semifinals yes. are tomorrow <laughs> night. Xavier is getting two against the Bonnies. Give me, give me oh the Musketeers. You know they should have been in. I'm not, no, I'm I take not, that back. I'm not but, in on this. But I Xavier, love the Bonnies. Xavier plus two. Shout out Mex Carry. Yeah. I yeah. love the Bonnies. No, I'm, I'm riding with Matt on that one. I'm in on the Bonnies. I'm sorry, Sloan. I really disagree with you on that. I'm sorry. I hope your feelings are hurt. <laughs> All right, Jay. Before Trent and I fight again. I got the Nets minus five and a half. Do you realize the Nets, well, they're playing at home against the Hornets, and Kyrie is back because oh. they lifted the, the mandate. So now it's Kyrie oh. back at home. KD, they've been playing really well. Um, I, like I, I actually think that the Nets can win it maybe, all. I don't know about win it all, but I think <laughs> once they, can they get sneak, Ben Simmons in the fold, they can possibly sneak out of this playing spot. Um, yeah, I like them minus five and a half. Book it. They'll go further in the playoffs this year than the Sixers. Trent. I just think because yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I know, I agree, I agree. Yeah. I got the Red Wings money line taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wings 260, plus 260. That's some me. good That's the, some value. Listen, Juice. the Wings played a great game uh, over the weekend against the Lightning and weren't able to pull it out in, in overtime. They were not able to ride the Lightning. Look at that. It's right on, oh, right on SC Top 10. Great radio. Alex uh, Nadelkovich, yeah, ladies Nadelkovich and is playing at peak performance right now. Uh, uh, that could change. But Ned, I just as they like, call him. I just, there's juice, and I've been watching the Wings lately, and I, I, I like the Wings plus 260. I'm going to go back to the association. The Wizards are plus six and a half against Golden State. The Warriors are struggling. Plus six and a half is the spread. That's plus 220. A lot of value right there. 
I'm going with the Cassius Winston-led Washington Wizards. <laughs> All right, Henry, are we going to the Oscars? Uh, not, yes, we not can yet. go to the Oscars. Okay, can, well, I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to argue with Merrifield for a second here. I want to do... As much as we all want it, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you your best bang for your buck here. North Carolina is actually North Carolina minus eight and a half. Mm. And as much as I don't want to say it, that's, that's I my, know I, I Hank I almost did it. The 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 run ends today minus eight and a half. They're gonna blow them out. Sorry, no, maybe no. You're Peacock betting against Doug. Eight and a half. You're we betting are not Doug. betting against Doug and the Peacocks. North Carolina is playing very well. My last one, real quick. I don't want anything but any of these movies. But the odds for best picture, don't look up. It's about MSU, kind of. So, plus 6,500. No! Give me don't look up. No way. Go Leonardo DiCaprio, best picture. Go ahead. Right go roll, go green. <laughs> go green My go mother white. and sister, who are film connoisseurs, told me that movie was terrible. <laughs> but it, no! It, 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 no! It involves That's soul crushing. It involves Michigan State. Michigan State's had a hell of a year. I am so in on that. The year of the Spartan. All right, quickly, final right, picks. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm betting on spring training baseball. The Tigers oh play gosh. Baltimore. I love, that. They play, I love that. They're plus 130 today against Baltimore. How your how Baltimore is favored against you? I don't know. Tigers win today. Oh, they're on a they roll. Win. They smashed Let's Philadelphia go. yesterday. All right, Jay. One quick one. Pelicans minus. I'm saying the association. Pelicans minus three and a half against the Lakers. This is a playing type of playoff game here against the Lakers. The Lakers stink. I got the Pelicans minus three and a half. So I actually have Lakers money line. LeBron James Ooh. is playing very well right now and it's do or die time. It's dagger time. I just think LeBron's going to do enough to get the Lakers into the play-in. Starts tonight. Back to hockey. Lightning at Islanders over five and a half goals. Sunday overs. We are riding with them. But wow, what a show today. Everything from Malik Willis to why Purdue is fraudulent, to Remy Martin. And apparently he is the, the bet of the year for the Green and White Report. Send it in! In my, in my humble opinion. One pride, baby. Oh, man, I was going to lob that up to you. But oh, you know what? We'll that, it. Oh, no, hold on. Still got time. I got to go through the little the, the, the jingle here. Thank you for listening to the Green and White Report. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. This will be posted briefly after the show. We will see you all next week. I will not be here. I will be in sunny Lakeland. But Trent will be here. Matt will be here. Henry will be here. And Jay will be here. And from all of us, Trent, one pride. This has been the Green and White Report, and we will see you next Sunday. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org/sports.